Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to November 2022's edition of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Well, the Eagles won. <laughs> yeah, we have had quite the month. It's, uh, what is it, Tuesday, which is weird. November 29th, 2022, we are in the month of November still, so we are holding up our end of the bargain. We last recorded and released on October 20th, so it's been a little bit over a month, and boy, I'll tell you, my friend, what a busy month we have had. Uh, the, the Phillies World Series, the World Cup, Thanksgiving, uh, and that's just to name a few. Yeah, it, it's definitely been nuts. It's a, it's a shame the Phillies came up a little bit short. It would have been nice to go to distance. I, I I thought it was our year, but again, like Philadelphia is saying, it's there's always next year. Uh, the MLS Cup as well. The Union lost in the MLS yep. Cup the same night to the shootout. Phillies. Ugh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The same night the Phillies lost uh, the the World Series, making us the first city in history to lose <laughs> two championships on the same day. But they don't happen on the same day, so that's that's an anomaly bullshit stat. But it happened, so you can't deny it. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Over the last uh, month and change, and we'd be remiss to say, unfortunately, we lost a few. We lost quite a few people this last month, but there were two that stuck out to us, and we just wanted to do a quick memorial for Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank, um, both of uh, both of whom we lost this past month. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like back to back weeks. I, I felt like I lost this, like a piece of my childhood. I mean, Batman to the Green Ranger, White Ranger when he was the Red Turbo Ranger. But whatever else he was, it, it, it just, you know, it, I you know, usually like this celebrity deaths, like, I don't know, I, they don't usually affect me too much. Like these two and Robin Williams, I feel like they were the ones that hit me the most. I feel like that I've watched as a kid all these years growing up. And I don't know, I, I definitely just felt like a little like, like it's like blah, like the, almost like you can't believe it. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I know I'm with you, especially the Jason David Frank one for me, I would say to your point, celebrity deaths, we feel them, but at the same time, we don't know them, right? Like, so we feel, we sympathize, we feel them just like the rest, but this one, much like Robin Williams and Billy Mays, they were the three that hit me the hardest, Mm. um, in my lifetime. And I remember Michael Jackson's as well. I was on a train platform in Tampa Bay, Florida, getting ready to take a 24 hour train back to Philly. Um, and he passed Jeez. away while we were on the platform and the people that were around us literally dropped to their knees, crying and screaming as the news broke and the rest of the platform that we were all on kind of all found out in unison. This was 2009 or 10. So this was right around when phones had internet capabilities and stuff like that. So you can imagine it just kind of slow drip feed in and, Man, what a crazy to like be on a train with these folks yeah. for 24 hours of just like, man, a lot of stories were told, a lot of this, a lot of that. But the yeah, I'd say Robin Williams, Billy Mays of all people, because I, I wanted to be a pitch man for a long time. <laughs> and uh, and and Jason, <clears throat> excuse me, Jason David Frank, but Kevin Conroy, not to be forgotten, the voice of Batman from the animated series from the Arkham games. Like this is an iconic voice, not only in just voice acting, but just <laughs> pop culture in general. And he seemed like a genuinely good. Dude. I mean, all the movies that he did, you know, he was on Superman Adventures, all the Justice League. I mean, he was Batman for 30 years. That's almost 80 years. You know, I, I mean, Christ. And, and what Jason David Frank was like 25 years for Power Rangers. I mean, it's just like 
And like I know that he they just finished filming um, Legend of the White Dragon with the the guys over at Bat in the Sun Productions, and I know his his daughter was involved in filming of that, and a lot of the OG Rangers kind of. Um, th- th- it will be his final role. It was originally going to come out original like early 2023. Now, who knows? It may get pushed. You know, so we'll wait and see there. But I know that was something that I know he poured his freaking heart and soul into every day. And you know, because I, I follow him on IG and I watched all his updates, all that kind of stuff. And it's truly such a shame. Like he was definitely gone too soon. Rest in peace to everybody we lost over the last month. But we did want to do a special shout out to Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank, both gone way too soon and when we talk about the rest of the podcast and what we're going to be talking about this month well of course we're going to start with what you've been up to the kind of picks of the month section where we talk about everything we listened to played watched whatever over the last month um always look forward to that even though it's only our second time doing it it's a lot of fun to just be able to say hey this is what I did this past month. You all should do it too. Can't wait to talk about that. We do have trivia 16.5 for me, 15.5 for Sam. I cannot wait for this to be over just so we can stop doing it. Um, <laughs> I, I put my question. I had a month and nine days and I did my question about three hours ago. I, I Dude, I think I did the question like the first week after. So I opened up, like, oh, do I even have a question? I was like, I don't even know where this question came from, but I'll take it. It's, it's, it's done. I'm very excited to be done with trivia. But we're going to start tonight in gaming. Sam will host that section where we do have discussions for God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Gotham Knights, and the NPD for October. PSVR 2 finally got its price and release date. And Wave 3 of Mario Kart 8's DLC out of 6 uh, did also got a release date. So we have a ton to talk about. Most of that will be our Ragnarok and Scarlet and Violet impressions uh, and our Gotham Knights impressions as well. So that'll be the biggest chunk in gaming. But again, time codes for all that stuff. It's going to be a nightmare for me in post tonight doing the time codes because I'm going to have to split so many out because obviously... Um, uh, I, I know maybe if you haven't played Ragnarok yet, and even if it's spoiler free, whatever, you don't want to hear anything about it or Scarlet and Violet. It's only been a week and a half. I get it. So I'm going to time code those out for you in TV. We got a release date officially for the last of us coming to HBO and we got a time slot and an episode count. So lots of stuff to talk about there. We have a, this one's going to be quick cause it's been almost a damn month since it's been over, but House of the Dragon ended uh, the first season. The second season probably is still a year and change away. Probably looking at 2024 for that. So we're going to give our quick impressions just to say uh, a fair adieu to that show and because we're not going to have it back for a while. Uh, We have some Disney Plus vision news, some news about The Witcher, Stargirl, Wonder Man, and Degrassi. And there's only two things we could talk about for Degrassi. One's good and one's bad, and it ain't the good one. So uh, we have that one. Movies will end us out, kind of. We have one more segment after this. But James, um, I don't want to give away the story. Sorry. DC Studios is now a thing. They have found their Feige, if you will. Or should I say Feige? Uh, We have Sam's Black Adam review and his Wakanda Forever review. The Mario movie just today dropped its number two trailer, its second trailer, at five o'clock, it's eight thirty. So three hours ago, this trailer came out. We both watched it. We'll talk about that as well. We have a movie coming for a video game long in the works. This has been a decade plus finally happening. I actually forgot the story existed. Uh, so we'll have that. Ant Man got a trailer. John Wick Four got a trailer, and we drank beer. So we're going to talk a little bit about <laughs> some beers before Sam takes us home with his CGC spotlight. So 
tons of stuff to cover huge episode tonight but before we do that we are now on i guess if you want to call it cyber tuesday we're the day after cyber monday it is i think it's like giving tuesday or something like charity day or whatever um but did you nab any good black friday stat like sales Sam? well i mean i would say off the bat um i i recently got a couple things um getting framed at michael's and they were having some like crazy 70 percent, 80 percent off custom framing so I, you know, I I bought uh, two art prints from Baltimore Comic Con, and um, I'm also getting the early November drumsticks, the, the set list. I'm getting that all specially framed. But just real quick, just to give you like an idea of how expensive custom framing was, if I was to go today to get that the the drumsticks and and the the, the set list and, and the tickets that framed, it would have cost me nine hundred dollars because they're running some eighty percent off, you know, Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. I got it for one hundred and eighty five dollars. I was like, I even told Larry, I was like, are you guys losing money on this? Like, <laughs> like, it, it just shows like, you how much they're making. Yeah, it, it was just like, oh, I was, I was like, Larry, I was like, if you had told me it was $900, I would have probably passed out right here. Yeah. So I, I literally went in. I was like, well, the, I got a great deal. That was, I think, out of everything I bought, that was the best deal of a lifetime. But I did, I was able to snag a, a gaming computer chair. I needed a computer chair for a long ass time. I've been watching one that goes for like 200 bucks. I got on sale for 100 bucks. You Good. can't beat that. Yeah. I, I dove on it, and then literally next day it was back to two hundred bucks. So to me, I won there. Like you, I know we both picked up the TMNT Cowbunga collection, twenty bucks. That's a steal. I'm of course I'm going to pay for that all day. Fifty percent off. Yeah, it was, it's a forty dollar game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's that, that that's easy. And I bought an air purifier for the house. They went for a hundred bucks. They had it for sixty. It's a done deal. <laughs> it's a done deal. <laughs> This, 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 we're old now. We look for these to saving something. Now that this is how you know it's, I'm on the downhill. I'm on the back nine. You forgot one. <coughs> I know your Black Friday haul more than you do. Unless you were lying to me. What else did I get? I sent you that link for that controller, dog. Oh, I, I did. Uh, the, the purple um, PlayStation 5 controller. I did. I think it was 52 bucks. Yeah, it's usually 79 yeah, seven nights an eight hour controller. It was I, I wanted it forever, and I bought it. I'm, I don't even think I'm going to open up. It looks too pretty in the box. It really yeah, it does. is gorgeous. I had one in my hands at Best Buy when I went to pick up Scarlet and Violet, and I put it back. I said, oh, "I'll just ask Ashley for it." I hope she got it because if she didn't, it's back to eighty. I'm feel real bad. <laughs> Damn. But I I think uh, that I think that was it for me. I I didn't want to go too crazy. Obviously, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. I'm going to see um. A day to remember next week. They're actually playing acoustic at the Met. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've never actually been at the Met. So I'm actually looking forward to it. So besides that, just now I just make sure I get something for, you know, for everything for the family for Christmas. And, you know, Kelly's birthdays is the 17th. So it's, you know, everything's everything's kind of coming too quick for me. So, yeah, they, uh, the uh, Newfound Glory is coming to the Keswick in Glenside to do an acoustic set. I'm, I'm looking into that myself i i did a pretty good black friday haul i actually got ashley's christmas shopping done all via black friday i don't want to say it now in case you can hear me but it's good stuff sam knows one of the items i, I know one yeah <laughs> the other two are getting shipped to my parents house See, i'm strategic with this shit i can't ship it to my house because she's a stay-at-home mom and will inevitably see it so that can't work but anyway <laughs> got it shipped over to sam so that's cool i i too like you got the tmnt cowbunga collection for twenty dollars usually 40 i got mine on right. switch you got yours on PS5, um, so either way, 
Uh, either way, you're a winner. I wanted handheld. You wanted trophies. Plus, you don't have a Switch, so there's that. There you go. Uh, I also got The Last of Us Part 1 um, for 50 which I always said, the second it's 50 bucks, I'll buy it, and I did. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Sackboy A Big Adventure, three or two other PS5 games that I said I'll get when they're on sale. I waited it out. I showed my patience, mm-hmm. and it came to me because all three of those games were less than $100 after tax. So for 120 I got those four games, which I'm extremely happy about. That's less than two PS five games. That's the same price that I paid for the double pack of Scarlet and Violet brother. I got those four uh, other games. So I'm very happy there. That's really it from a, but you did Black good Friday. You did solid. Yeah. I, I didn't do too much shopping because, um, and I can't even like, I'm probably forgetting something, but I can't go on Amazon for the next month. Cause Ashley said she bought something for me there. And if I go, on it, I'll see it. So I, I have to just say, hey, that's what I got. But I did buy Scarlet and Violet as well. So that's something since we last recorded. And Ragnarok on PS5 we have, obviously. And you got Gotham Knights. So lots of stuff that we, we've had since the last time <clears throat> Excuse me, we recorded. And I'd be remiss to say, before we move into the what you've been up to part, usually we have our fantastic outro music by our good friend Jake Fine. Shout out to Jake and all he's doing. Uh, in music love you dude um but we're switching it up today when you obviously everybody here listens to the whole pod and when you get to the end you wait for that hey after sam drops his sick ass one-liner instead of the hey tonight instead of the normal outro music we are going to uh feature a different song we're going to feature uh mystique by our friend i saw movement who is a new friend of the pod um, shout out to him. Shout out to Serge for sending us over his information and getting in touch with us. And welcome uh, pre- aboard. Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome to the We Pod Squad, the We Podcast family. We appreciate you and uh, loving your music. So we talked, and I had offered him, "Hey, listen, would love to feature your song at the end of our pod." It's kind of like the outro theme, and he was like, "It's yours. Do it. Happy to happy to accommodate." So I have the track. It's going to go at the end of the of the pod. So when you get to the end, uh, you're not going to hear the normal, but. You're going to get to listen to a new song. I saw movement. The name of the song is mystique and links to listen to it on Spotify and um, uh, get it on Bandcamp will also be in this episode description, wherever you get your audible goodness, go ahead into the episode description. If you want to support, I saw movement, go ahead and check that out. But Sam, what you've been up to this last month? Well, besides besides working, because, you know, end of the year gets crazy. Everyone's trying to get out as much as possible. So it's always madness. But I, I, I did pretty good. I, I definitely watched a lot of stuff. I played some stuff. Um, first thing off the bat, I did watch the the Tales of the Jedi TV series on Disney+. Plus. And that, aren't they shorts? Aren't yeah, they th- th- I think this is why it was so perfect. It was six episodes. Dude, they were like 12 minutes to 15 minutes each. They were, it was perfect. Six episodes, basically split into two paths. One's following like a uh, Ahsoka Tano at various points in her life, and then the other follows a young Count Dooku before his fall to the dark side of the Force. And I, I just loved it. It was short and sweet. I liked the animation style and the voice casting. I mean, you know, Phil Lamar, Clancy Brown, Bryce Downtown, Liam Neeson, um, Ashley Ek- was Eckstein. She's back as Ahsoka. I, I thought, th- I thought it was nice. It, w- it was quick. It was in and out. It was nothing too long. Number two, I finished C on um, was it Apple TV Plus, the Jason Momoa show. I I, I thought it was okay uh, for three seasons. I think they they got to tell at least the, 
you know, the story that got to end it on their terms. They didn't just get canceled at the end of two, and then you just kind of got left wondering. But I thought it was okay. Maybe, the whole show, maybe like a 6, 5 out of 10. I, I, w- I would say it was worth watching. It had its, like, it, its awesome moments of fighting, the bloody choreography. They just, you know, again, it's that slow buildup. But when it's, when it found its footing, it was pretty good. Um, I guess I'll, I'll jump in just to... Uh, a little bit of games, and I guess we'll go a little bit more into discussion. But I, I did play Gotham Knights. I didn't beat it because I had to pause it because God of War came out and God of War trumps Gotham Knights. But I think I'm, I'm maybe like maybe ten hours in. Um, I I, I, I got to say there's definitely some glitches. I definitely got stuck a few times. Not a huge fan of the combat system. is very janky. Especially when you're like when you're playing God of War and you're going to Gotham Knights, it's it's two different dodges, and that took me forever. I was freaking ready to snap my paddle, but it just it's it's frustrating. I still think um, they made Red Hood look an idiot, like he's not the Hulk. I I I just don't know where they went with some of this animation. I, I feel like they they rushed this game maybe a little bit. Um, just just some of it, it just looks like it it it's, it just didn't get the final quality control didn't go over. Like it just, they left like stuff there. Um, the story so far, it's okay. I, you know, Saul penguin, Mr. Freeze. I'm in the court of Alice now going through all that, which is awesome. I love the court of Alice and um, hopefully it gets, I hope it gets a little bit better, but I'm, I don't, I don't think it's going to get better than this. I mainly be playing as Nightwing because Nightwing's my, my favorite guy. I, I freaking love Nightwing. But I, I would say hold off on Gotham Knights. Like this wipe like you for a game that comes on sale. I would wait for it to come on sale. I, I'm I'm just saving God of War Ragnarok for next because I'll, I'll save that for the gaming section. I did see the movie The Northman. I don't know if you ever heard. Oh yeah, dude, I've been wanting to see that bad. Yeah, I I finally saw it. Um, and Eric Skarsgård was he was great. Um, it was I could maybe could have been a maybe fifteen twenty minutes shorter. But I, I understand what they're trying to tell. I, I love the whole cast. Um, T- Anya Taylor Joy, I thought she was decent. Um, it was my my boy was in it from Training Day. I can't think of his name. He was just in Moon Knight. Uh, Ethan Hawke, he was in it as well. He played his father as the king. Again, some awesome violent. Oh, he like he was an absolute monster at Skarsgård. This this is probably one of my favorite like films he's been in. So kudos to him. He finally had the one. I feel like it was like his standout. Um, another thing that's on uh, Hulu, Bleach, a thousand year blood war. I haven't been watching in in uh, Japanese. I think Japanese are on episode nine. I think just dropped. I'm on the first four, and after the last episode, it was fantastic. There's actually like major deaths in the actual episode. I I love it when there's actually like there's like there's it's not just oh he, he the is going to come he's going to kill everybody and we're fine no it's actually some of like the, the generals or lieutenants are falling and it's, oh there's some stakes here you know it's like okay fine it's good to hear Ichigo's back John Young back, uh, Bosch is back as um, Ichigo it's just so it's so funny being back in the world with all their bunkai's and coming from when I binge Bleach which was 366 episodes and I think four movies and now they're having. I think this is going to be broken into 26 episodes going to be released. I think it's 13 to 13, but I'm so happy to be back. I I definitely didn't realize how much I, I missed the characters of bleach. 
So I'm, I'm just good to see that it's, it's off to a great start. Um, besides that, I got more Andor. I saw Guardians Galaxy, the Christmas special. I mean, I, I could go on. I definitely found the time to, to definitely, even though work's been crazy, working four or five days a week, just trying to sneak in a couple of extra things here and there. But I got to say, I know, you know, Andor, you might not want to get into it, but I got to say that it definitely found its footing and it truly is up there as one of the best things ever from Star Wars. I mean, it is neck and neck for Mandalorian. I think I might always... At least right now, I think Mandalorian always being the lead for me just because I was not expecting to love that show as much as I did. But Andor, I got to give it to him. It After the first three episodes, if you can get through that, I promise you the rest of the show is a thriller. You're on your seat. There's stakes. People actually die. It's not just stormtroopers can't hit anything. No one dies. Everyone gets away. No, there's there's a cost. And. I thought the cast was uh, fantastic. Andy Serkis is, is brilliant in the show. Um, and, and, and the actor uh, plays Cassie and Andor. He's, he's fantastic. I'm, I'm actually glad we're getting a second season. I think there, I think it was 12 episodes for the first season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, it was 12 episodes, and we're getting 12 more. Diego Luga or Luna, yeah, right? Diego Luna, yep. I've, I've also heard similar things that it's one of, if not the best, Star Wars thing since him um and Stellan Skarsgård has like one of my favorite scenes like in a long time of Star Wars I texted um Sean uh, extra techie I was like that was one of the coolest uh, I'll say like space saber scenes I don't want to say too much but I thought it was freaking awesome I like I feel like they they slept on him in in, in the Thor movies like they kind of wasted his talents and then in he in Andor he is firing on all cylinders so kudos to for Disney Plus for for Andor we need more shows like this is that it? I just had to take a sip of water. I was dying over here. I mean, again, and the other stuff is I figure like when we talk like God of War, Black Panther, yeah, Black yeah, Adam, like well, all the I, shit that we yeah. have listed in the show, you don't have to mention here. But yeah, that's why I, I just I just wanted to just touch base of at least cover everything before we kind of opened it up. Well, shit, I I will tell you, like if y'all didn't know over the past six years that Sam and I have two different personalities and are into two different types of shit. Well, now you'll know, like this is what I love about this section because none of what's on my list crosses over with yours. None. So like you want that style. You got it. You want this style. You got it. Something for everyone in this section of the, of the pod. It's quickly becoming my new favorite thing that we do is just to be able to get up and talk about everything. Cause I got some weird fucking shit on this list. Of stuff that I have done this past month. I'll start off with the World Cup and the World Series. Just quick hits. USA made it to the knockout round. Been a glue to the World Cup. The World Series is over. That was great run by the Phils. Cannot wait until next season. That was great. There is something I am currently watching with my wife. I will not name it. But it will make the worst list of 2022. It has the potential to be number one. Gotta see it out to the end. It's been incredibly painful. But we got it. We're we're in too deep, so we gotta <laughs> keep watching this shitty show. And I'll talk about it next month. Um, so there's that. And then here's the shit I've been basically. I think it's all watching except for one. Because again, a lot of the stuff I've played, we're gonna talk about in the gaming section. But yeah, this is all watched. I, I talked to Sam before we went on the show about some stuff I've been listening to uh, as well. So if you're into 
If you're looking for new music, Hoodie Allen and The Games We Play, two new artists that I've stumbled across, and Meet Me at the Altar, an all-female. They are three new artists. Actually, also, uh, 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 oh my God, I can't remember the name of the other artist. I've been listening to a shit ton. The new one I, I came across. What is it? It is Nothing Nowhere. Those four fantastic new artists. So here's the shit I've been watching this this month. Number one, we've gotten four episodes into it. It's like, I'm ashamed to be a fan of this, but like, if you know me, you know me, and I'm, it's really on brand for me. I'm a heterosexual male, completely secure with his sexuality, and I love the sex life of college girls on HBO Max. Gee. I love this shit. I like the high school teen dramas. You know me. The Degrassi's of the world. Right up your alley. Right? This is just a college version of that. I love it. Four freshmen at a brand new college, all with their own story, navigating their freshman year. It brings me back to a time. If you know me personally, you know I struggled in school um, in terms of finding the right fit. I transferred to my the, – the, the college I ended up at actually transferred into late. I lost an entire year and a half of credits. Gone. See you later. A year and a half of my life. Just see ya. Um, I struggled really hard my first semester in a new place. So like this was a hit home show and it's funny and it's entertaining and it's like kind of real too. Yeah. The sex lives of college girls. Season one is on HBO max. Season two is four episodes in new episodes every Thursday. Really funny. Just a fun teen drama comedy thing. I like that a lot. Something I finished. I talked about it. I think we were doing weekly at the time. It might have been monthly, but I think we were weekly. It was one of my last ever picks of the week was The Val. It's a, uh, it was a nine-part documentary series on HBO and HBO Max around the Nexium cult and Keith oh, yeah, and Neary. Yeah, yeah. Allison yeah, yeah. Mack and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So season two dropped over the last month. All six episodes are now out. Season it actually ended last week. So I think season or episode one dropped the last time we recorded or is about to. And it went through all six episodes and it just ended. And this was the trial. This was the court episode. This is where everybody got their sentence and da 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 da. And Ranieri still has his fucking followers. Oh, dude, it was a wild ride. Fucking left a woman. He, he left one of his, we'll call him, we'll call him girlfriends just for a generic term in a room locked for two years because she did something bad. It's like, wow. And so they went through all that fucking nine, 15 total episodes, all an hour each. I spent 15 hours in this documentary. That's a commitment, dude. And while I will say that that's a long time for a lot of people and a lot of people will probably just skip right to the end. I liked it because every episode kind of went into a new cult member in their story. It was almost like Orange is the New Blackish um, in that regard of trying to tell all the stories of how people got there and got out. And so I liked that aspect. It follows a through line and it was it was pretty good. It was satisfying. I'll say that it was satisfying um, how they brought it all together and, and did the courtroom stuff. And, and even like all this happened during COVID too. So like, it was kind of fascinating to see people socially distanced and do this stuff. Cause it's just, it's not a thing anymore. It's crazy. So it's just a, a good documentary. Solid, uh, finished sparks of hope. I won't even go into it. Cause you'll hear me talk about it. Another episode. It was fucking great. I thought the first game was special and this game was better. And so 
Mario plus rabbit sparks. of hope I beat it in 21 hours was my final time. Unbelievably good. And like totally accessible for people that uh, don't know or play strategy games. You could turn it to your difficult. You can adjust the difficulty settings to whatever you want, including completely being invincible. So you can just breeze through it and kind of figure out strategy as you go. Totally fun, completely customizable, tons of different characters to change in and out. And they even force you to play as characters along the way. So like you might not want to play as rabid Luigi, but you end up doing it because of this one mission and you might like him. So you go into it. Plus you have to play as all of them at some point in the game. So it's like super fun. I ended with Luigi was my main because he was a sniper. I ended with Bowser on my team because he had a big bazooka. I liked him from a mid range and splash damage and rabid Rosalina had the best ability of the game. If you did a dash into somebody, they couldn't move the next turn. So really good squad. I I love that. I actually reached out to a bunch of people on Twitter and said, what was your team? And I tagged the creator of the game and he engaged with it. So it got a whole shit ton of responses from fans of the, of the game. So made some new switch friends and things like that along the way. Really fun. Uh, Another documentary on HBO. Low Country, the Murdoch Dynasty. You, may, I think it's, I don't know if it's HBO and Max or just Max. I can't recall, but I watched it on Max. It's only three episodes. It's about an hour each. Goes into it happened in 2021. Like I can't believe I didn't hear more about this story. But there was uh, the Murdoch family in South Carolina. It might be South. I think it. I think it's South. Might be North. Can't recall. But one of the two Carolinas in 2021. Uh, a son and his mother were murdered in their home and it, and they were a part of the Murdoch family, which basically was like the sausage king of Chicago of South Carolina. Like they were the money. They were the, they were a family of lawyers. They were the only lawyers. They ran the show in this small town and like who did it and why did they do it? And was the son who, by the way, was behind the wheel of a deadly boat crash just a few years earlier. Like this twist and turn and every fucking episode took you down this crazy path. So if you like the true crime doc and who doesn't, by the way, uh, low country, the Murdoch dynasty, very good, very highly recommended on HBO max. And lastly, really this is it. Um, I watched on Hulu. Ashley and I watched the patient. Um, with Steve Carell, he's, oh, yeah, a, yep, yep. he's, he's a therapist who uh, gets trapped by one of his his patients in his basement chained to a bed because the patient ends up being a serial killer and enlists his help to try and stop himself from committing more crimes, but ultimately chains him up so he can't go anywhere. It's like kind of great premise. Um only a half hour, which was wild. I was expecting like buckle your seatbelt, strap in. The show's going to be a long haul. I think it's only nine episodes. I can't remember if it was nine or ten. Uh, but again, only a half hour as opposed to the full hour. And it flew by. And I, oh, you know what? I think it was ten because I only liked nine. And I will say this show had potential to end somewhere in like the top ten-ish, twelve-ish at the end of the year. Would have been one of the best shows I've watched all year. Fantastically gripping first nine episodes. It opens its butt and just shits all over your face for the last episode. 
one of the worst finales to a miniseries I've ever seen well, in my it's, life. It's a good now. I don't have to watch it, so I appreciate don't, that. Don't fucking waste your time. And that's why I'm. What that's what I'm here to tell you all. Like so it, we may see it again on the worst of the year. It it won't. And I thought about this, and it won't because only one episode was bad. But I truly tell you, it was the most disappointing finale one episode <laughs> to a miniseries slash season ender. Like even series, like even like New Blood or Supreme, whatever. An ending to a show, because it is only a one season miniseries. There will not be a season two. It fucking sucked, dude. It fucking sucked. Not only was it predictable, but it was so unsatisfying. Oh, God. I looked at Ashley and said, what the fuck, man? Now, I would recommend you watch it only because that first nine is great. And you might just might like the 10th. You might say, oh, good. I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they went that route. But but I'm telling you, I fucking despised it to the point where the next morning, the first words I said to my wife were not, I love you, not good morning, but why did we watch that? And so it's tough. Yeah. The patient on Hulu. I recommend the first nine. I recommend the 10th because you're already going to be pot committed at that point. Make your own decision. But I despised episode 10 so much. And that's where I'll leave it because we have. Ragnarok and Scarlet and Violet and things like that to talk about later in the podcast. So for me, sex lives of sex lives of college girls, the vow, the patient sparks of hope, low country, and something that will make my worst list that I have not named yet because I don't want to give it away. Sam, 16.5 for me, 15.5 for you in our race to 11 win by two. It's been a long time. Let's try to end this shit. What do you got? All right, Craig. What is Judge Dredd's first name? I know this. I absolutely know this because of the nostalgia critic. I think he might. It's Joseph. And he did. Yes, he did a uh, Stallone. The the, I am the role. That one. He He did. did a review on that movie. And so I know it strictly because of the nostalgia critic. It is Judge Joe Dredd or Joseph Dredd or whatever. Joseph Dredd. Yes, it is. That's about the most confident I've ever been in an answer in my and, life. And it could close it out. Yeah, and I think you know this one, but there's a there's a chance you might not. But it is right now 17.5 to 15.5. So if Sam does not get this right, all he needs is the answers, by the way. He just needs a half a point to keep it alive. But if he does not get this right, we will have a trivia champion. Uh, okay. In Pokemon Gold and Silver, which I know you played, Level 99 Tyranitar or whatever you had. Level 100, whatever it was. I know you played gold. The game gives you, you have to fight it, the first shiny Pokemon in existence. A.K.A. like the first guaranteed shiny Pokemon. What Pokemon I, was that? I don't remember. I was, need the answers. No, no, you don't. You know. I, don't re- I don't remember. You run across it in the wild. You actually have to fight it. And it's, oh my God, why isn't this? The color that it should be if you're playing on Game Boy Color, by the way, which is the whole reason shinies were invented, really, because the game is it red? Game Boy to Game Boy Color. I can't tell you because that that would give away. That's the only thing I could think of. That would give away the uh, you know the Pokemon because not every Pokemon I have listed here is. Well, the only thing I could think of would be Red Gyarados. Is that your answer? Yeah, it is. That's that's correct. Okay, dude, like literally, I was drawing a complete blank. If you didn't say Crossing River, I wouldn't even have thought of Red Gyarados. Dude, that's how that's how long it's been since I like played. Yeah, at Pokemon the, at the Lake of Rage, 
the Lake of Rage, the Red Gyarados you fight. And so I had Pikachu, Gyarados, Togepi, and Steelix. I mean, answers. all you had to say was Red Gyarados, and I would have been like, all right. that's well, Yeah, because that would have been the answer, yes. If I said Red Gyarados, I would have given you the answer. God damn it. So it is 17.5 to 16.5. Yep. The trivia lives on. I'd want to say this has taken all year. I don't yeah. know. And and, I'll, and we're going to continue it probably in 2023 as well. So. Yeah. So we uh, yeah, we're almost prop. Well, no, we're not guaranteed to. But yeah, so it's 17.5 to 16.5. Now we both get it right technically without answers. So yeah, I'd imagine that we started this in 2021 at some point and it's going to go into 2023. I'm way too lazy to look back to see yeah. when this, when this <laughs> we'll, one started. We'll figure we're close. Anyway, it's anyone's game. But let me take it over to gaming. Like you said in the beginning, we have a lot of discussions, impressions, and we'll start with the big one. What did we think of God of War Ragnarok? Yeah, so this one, again, I have to, because, uh, you know, spoilery, non-spoilery, like we're not tagging it as non-spoiler. We're not tagging it as spoiler. We're just talking about yeah. our impressions of the game, and some spoilers might come out. Not intentionally, but like if you don't want to hear our Ragnarok impressions or Scarlet and Violet or Gotham Knights, just reminder, they'll be time coded in the episode description. So go ahead and just check the time codes so you can see when to continue on. But uh, Sam, I have notes, as you probably should have guessed or could have guessed. I have a lot of notes uh, on all of the things. That we're going to be talking about the first being Ragnarok 5.1 million copies sold in the first week, the fastest selling Sony uh, exclusive and obviously the fastest selling God of War game of all time. Some damn impressive numbers. Yeah. Fastest selling first party game in PlayStation's history. It's wild. So, yeah, fastest to 5 million. I mean, just like pretty insane. And, and, I think a lot of that sell through came because the PS4 version got askew. And it's like, you know, I've come on this show a billion times and bitched. Like, when are we finally going to start to get PS5 exclusives? It's half yeah. the reason I was excited for The Last of Us to begin with. It's like, holy shit, I can only buy it in one place. Thank fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it, it makes sense, obviously, with the chip shortages and, and the not everyone having a PS5 well, in their hands. The 104 million PS4s, I think, is a reason enough. Even yeah. if there wasn't a chip shortage. It's yeah, just you know, it makes, it makes sense. It, it's you just know. a business move. Yeah, and so huge sales numbers in the first week. This is probably going to pace to beat 2018. I don't know if it'll beat Spider-Man, but it's off to a technically faster start. We'll see how that continues to roll along spider-man just released on pc this will inevitably come to pc i would imagine in the next year but um i haven't beaten it yet you have i haven't beaten it strictly because pokemon came out yeah. and i just stopped the world the world stopped for me uh so for you i'll actually kick it over to you first for your impressions of the game before i give you my notes on the first 17 hours that i've played and i feel like we, we were switched because when God of War came out, I was playing Gotham Knights, and the world stopped for me when God of War came out because I there was I was already having like issues with Gotham Knight, and yeah. just I'm just so glad that God of War. What did this come out? Uh, November 9th? eighth. No, November 9th, God of War. Came yeah. Out. So Sparks of Hope came out October twentieth, and I I powered through the end of that game. I got it done the day before God of War came out. So like, thankfully, I didn't have to 
delay God of God of War or rush through. I just beat it the day before Ragnarok hit. So I did have a few hours of silence and and, and peace before I started another new venture. I've basically yeah. been gaming nonstop since October 20th is, is really where we're at. Right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this is the sequel to 2008's God of War. Um, you know, it feels it's, you know, Lots similar to most God of War games, combo based puzzles, role playing elements. Well, you know, I feel like that's nothing new for, for a God of War game. You got your axe, you still got your, your double chain blades. And eventually, I don't even know if you got it, so I don't even want to say what it is, but you do get another weapon. I, I, I've seen, unfortunately, there were some things that have been spoiled, which it's going to happen a month into a game's yeah. release. I can't okay. really stop I mean, that. So but you, I saw you, the one weapon, it's, it's long. We'll yeah, it's and it, it, it's fine. Like it, you do have again when you max out everything. Of course, you're gonna get all the combos. It's it, eventually it does. It it is a good weapon, and then it does. You need it basically when all the shit that you pass early in the game. Like, huh? Why? Oh, I, I'll have to come back here. When oh, okay. So and a lot of stuff. This is things you can do with it. That makes sense. Yeah. So once you get it, you're able to blow up some things and and get into a lot of secret chests, extend your health, your your rage gauge, and, and get all kinds of crap. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought the game it, it's beautiful. I I love it. I I think they upped the ante again. Like when, when you think of the 2018, you think of that Boulder battle. This one, bam! They hit you with that Thor battle. You're thinking maybe am I gonna have to wait all game to get to it? Now they they hit you early, and it's like a three part. It's it's an epic battle, and they grip you right there. I mean, I think it was from that moment. I I couldn't put the paddle down. You know, I beat the game. You know, there's two like end credits. Like you, like you beat the game once, you see credits, and then it, you know you do this other mission. You get like the full end game credits. So I, I did that. I think I was at uh, I think it was like 36 hours at that point. It took me to get to the second ending, and then I think I played an additional five more to just you know beat you know more bosses, increase my health bar, I maxed out everything. Um, one thing I can say. You know, without a doubt, this game was from the difference from last game. There was more enemy types. There was more mini bosses than the previous game, which I think we were even on record of saying 18 was a great game. But you specifically saying a lot of the guys looked familiar. There wasn't as many as the big boss battles. And this game, I feel like definitely they listened. They heard us and they threw in some boss battles that were hard as shit. Some of these side boss battles are harder than the, the main boss battles in the story mode and these guys were hard as shit where you have to take them maybe 15 20 times where you really gotta once you start knowing their patterns and how many times they're swinging at you four or five times they throw this fire once you get their move it's easier but the first couple times man they're beating you with two two hits it it don't matter how big your health bar two hits you're dead that's the one thing i i even me playing the game on normal or whatever it was still hard like there's nothing easy about the game at all um, I, I, I will say they do let you, you know, there is a couple missions where you play as Atreus. Pretty sure it shouldn't be a surprise, but after a month then there's gotta be so much gameplay, whatever. But eventually Atreus does become like a little bit of a badass. You know, there are a couple, there might be a mission or two where it, it, it goes a little long. You're like, ah, oh, it's just like a lot of walking around, a lot of talking, just letting like stuff like that's so, okay. I get it. But they slow it down because you just went so fast paced with Kratos. They had to slow it down. Um, I, I don't know if I said it on here, but I, I know I said you, but the game hit, the, the game started 
and I was a couple tears fell down. The only game that I could say hit me like to start with tears is Last of Us. And it was like The Last of Us and God of War, something in this beginning in me that maybe meant a little bit more to me because I was more towards this than let's say you were because you you know, you, let's say you don't have this pet or, or whatever. Just leave it trying to be a little bit bleak, but um, it, it, it hit me right in the beginning. So I already knew I was in for a hell of a ride. And, you know, yeah, I didn't 100% or anything by that nature, but I think I had like 40 hours, 41 hours. And I think I texted you, I was like, Greg, I think I'm good. At least right now, I don't I don't feel a need that I have to dive back in. I beat as many bosses as I can find. I think I just needed one more, one more demon, uh, one more rage horn and one more apple to get my health bar and rage horn to be uh, full blast, like to be maxed out. So I was like, ah, I didn't feel like go find in the last one. I, I, I could have, but I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, pre platinum it or whatever. But I, I still think this is a masterpiece of a game. If I, I, I'd highly recommend you go start from the beginning. Go, I would just go back to the PlayStation 2 one, start from the original. But if you don't want to beat them all, at least play the 2018 version first before you play this one. It, it is it is a long game. It's 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 basically like IG said you could beat the game in twenty two hours, or you could probably play it for sixty. It's do you want to platinum it? It all depends what you're trying to do. But I feel like I got everything involved. Christopher Judge again, he's phenomenal as Kratos. Everyone involved, actors, uh, it, visually, it was beautiful. I no surprise. I haven't really played like another huge game. I know to me, I've always said it was probably going to be Elden Ring or God of War. For me, it's going to be God of War because I, I never really played Elden, Elden Ring. was never my style. I've loved God of War since it first came out. And to be coming out with your ninth installment in the series, and you're getting nines and tens of every, all I see, I mean, kudos to Santa Monica Studios. Yeah. Um, Santa Monica is, has knocked it out of the park with this game, and it is fantastic in, in every conceivable way. <laughs> I'm trying to – I'm struggling. Uh I don't want to say everything you said because I share a lot of of your thoughts. Um, I think like I'm going to approach this as if you have played how much I played. Like I think I would imagine that like with the dog thing in the beginning, I think everybody listening to this right now has at least played the game, and that's in the very beginning. So I'd imagine that they've at least seen that. So like, I have no sh- trouble talking about that, <clears throat> the dog scene and. You know, I think I texted you. I said, hey, have you gotten to this point yet or something, something like that? I, I, and you're like, yep. Or you texted me. I, I can't. Who who knows? But, you know, I, I never had a dog. But like, I get it. You know, it didn't hit me the same way it hit you. But I, like, I get the emotion. In and at, at least with me, like I, you know, I had to put down my my female Callie. He was only five. She had a horrible disease. And I had put her down a few months ago. And then like 10 months prior to that, I had to put my other dog Chip down. So it's like what he was saying, Kratos, Atreus, what they're both saying. It's like I, I felt it, I, I lived it, I, I said what they said, and it just, it, it just, it just knew that the, the strings to pull for me, and it, and it, and it, and it worked. Yeah, it, it did. It did know how to tug at the heartstrings, and the first one did too, with the hunting scene in the very beginning, and like you feel that, and that's where I think it's. This is not a criticism. Like this game, so far, seventeen hours, halfway ish has been fantastic in every way, just like 2018 was. And I had some minor gripes with that, and I have some minor gripes with this. That doesn't mean that I don't love it. I love every second of it outside of the Atreus missions. Uh, but the game, you can't deny it. 
it is very samey. It's it starts out with a quest very much like 2018. It jumps you right into the story in 2018. And then this one, it jumps you right in with Freya chasing you on the dog sled thing. And then you go into a fucking battle against a god, a three stage battle, just like Boulder. And so like you're at Freya's house in the one you go to Sindri's house in this one. Like it's so very samey from plot point to plot point at least for the first half. Now, where this game does, it breaks it up with the Atreus stuff. It introduces other new characters, things of that nature. Obviously, the Thor stuff takes it to 11. Because to your point, like you said earlier, that Thor fight, that first Thor fight, was every single thing I wanted in this fucking game. And then some. It could have rolled credits, and I've been like $70 well spent. That first Thor fight was incredible. What a way to start the game. And you're like the first... 45 minutes into the game is that yeah for real you hear that knock on the door and you're just like or or you hear the noise whatever outside you're like oh fuck like here it goes in the first game you hear the knock and it's bolder and this one you hear like the thunder or the lightning and you're like oh yep and they just go right into it he comes into the house and i'm like that's gary bertier from remember the titans brah and i'm like psyched on that and then fucking the dude from the ballers and all that other shit yep up and he's Odin, and they for whatever reason kept his face. Like the fucking, it, it looks just like him. It's like him, so it's kind of weird, but it's also kind of awesome. And he does a great job, and he comes in, and you just feel like this kind of almost like mob bossy type kind of meeting going on between Kratos and a couple of Norse gods, Thor and Odin. And you're like, wow, uh, Thor hated his sons, and you're like, this is great. This is. And- and his his name was Richard Schiff. Yeah, thank you. And it's just like, name. what a great way to start that game. It did feel samey, but because it took it to 11, it's clearly very okay that it felt samey. However, the menus still suck. Like, they are a bitch to navigate. And, like, they gave you a tutorial on everything you do hours and hours and hours into this game. I'm still getting scroll over here and equip this and do this and do that. I just wish it was a little bit more simplified because there are so many things to upgrade and so many types of armor for so many body parts. I didn't even know needed armor <clears throat> and like to keep track of all that and to like just flat out navigate was kind of a pain in the tuchus. But again, it's like, okay, make sure your wrists, your, your chest, your waist are good. Make sure your uh, skill tree, which is new in this one, which I actually loved the skill tree. Make sure that they're all uh, ready to go based on how, like, what level your weapons are, and and make sure that you have <clears throat> your strength and your defense and your luck figured out, and, and you're good to go. You don't have to go into the minutia of all of it, but the menus are still a little bit laggy. Again, to your point, the enemy variety is better. Yes, it is better. <clears throat> still, not much differentiates the low level enemy, ba- except for like level. Um, you see a one or a two or a three, and maybe they're different colors, but <clears throat> they're different now. Like uh, you have those little, those little squirmy, wormy little guys that go on the ground and they can explode. And you have um, the, like the, the exploding swamp plants. Beast. Yeah. You have the, <laughs> the, the swamp beast looking things. You have the angels or not the angels, the dwarves or elves. Yeah. They're different and they have a little bit different variety. So the variety is better. The, uh, the classes of that of those enemies are kind of the same as 2018, but the, the enemy variety is better. And to your point, the, the mini bosses 10 times better. The side quests 10 times better. I loved going on that, that thing where you have to, to do the three rigs 
like it's like one of your first side quests in that little dwarf town. That was awesome. Probably my favorite mission of the entire game so far was doing that. That minecart level, I shouldn't say minecart, that level inside the mine was just so stunning to be around. And that leads me to my next point. This game is so gorgeous. Yep. Beautiful. In, in every conceivable way, yep. you look one way, you look up, you look down, you look at this big whale, you look at, at the, 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 the dragon thing that comes back, the, the land giant or whatever. The snake. Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, God, yeah. you know, him being back and just mm-hmm. feeling three years old. The world serpent. The world serpent. Thank you. And he just, it, it just brought me back and it was just so stunning to look at the set pieces in this game, the Thor fight being one of them, but just the set pieces in general, 10 out of 10 action, excitement, drama, driving the story forward. And yes, I do agree with your point that they do need that the, <clears throat> when you go so hard with Kratos, to kind of slow it down and bring it back for pacing uh, with Atreus makes sense. But like this game kind of excelled at the Sindri's house stuff where you could just sit down and eat dinner. And if you want, you could just hit X a bunch of times and just keep slurping your soup. And like, I felt like that was enough of a break that I didn't need the Atreus stuff. I liked the first Atreus mission, but I'm now on my third and I can't stand it. That second one where he's in the woods with that girl, literally made me stop playing for a couple of days because I was so over walking slowly and talking about shit. I don't care about. And so if I have a criticism, much like the Mary Jane and miles Morales side missions in Spider-Man 2018, this kind of felt very similar to that more of the Mary Jane than the Miles stuff. Um, I just, I just don't like it, but uh, I'm only halfway through, so I'm expecting bigger and better things. I won't shit on it just yet. I won't say um, that it's hampering my experience so much, but I, I feel like just sitting down at dinner and kind of being sucked into the story at that point was enough of, of a break in the pacing for me where I didn't need the Atreus stuff, yeah. but I get I get why they're doing it. They're clear. This game is so very clearly, and it has to, dive into the Loki thing, dive in more into the Giants and into his wife even. And so I'm sure I'm going to get beaten over the head more with some great story because the story is fantastic so far. Mimir is back and better than ever. Yep. He's great. Um and there's see. there's still some um like there's still a, a big boss or two, maybe even three that you're still yet to face that yeah. um I'm I'm excited for you because I, I I thought they were awesome. Now I was going on Twitter the other day and someone said uh that this one game made me cry what about you? And a lot of people were posting Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. And thankfully, most people were spoiler tagging their picture where you have to click, click, hide and show. Yeah, yeah. But one person didn't. And all I saw was Kratos holding something. I couldn't even make out what it was because I was just get it away from me. So I'm assuming he lives. But somewhere in the world, there's a pretty major death or consequence that I haven't gotten to yet. So I actually kind of have a little bit of drive to play this game solely to get to that, to find out what am I missing? What are people literally crying? Okay. Can can I say something that uh, whether this could be it or not, I don't know, but I'll say the, the second, the final end credit scene. That's basically, you're like, you're at like, I wouldn't say a funeral, but I'd say you're seeing, you're seeing someone off. All right. But it is not Kratos. I, I don't know. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a Dexter New Blood thing, and we're just going to get the Atreus game in five years. 
I don't know. Because if we do get the Harrison show, I'm out. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm out. I mean, let me, if I'm honest. Well, don't even. Don't even. It's cool. I, I'll get to okay. it, and I'm excited to get to it. Okay. I'll play it out. Remember, I knew spoilers for The Last of Us. Three, two, one. I knew Joel was going to die in part two. We all did. It did not get spoiled for me. I did not see the leaks, but I'm a man of I get it. So, like, I knew it was going to happen, but the way it did and how fast it did in the game uh, for part two, that's what threw me. So, for this, since I don't know the context behind anything, it's still all a mystery to me. I'm looking forward to playing this game just to get to some of the emotional stuff at the very end and seeing the story through. Um, The puzzles, the side chests, uh, they were all rewarding. I love figuring those out. My favorite thing to do in the game is finding those, those, uh, those tombs where you have to bong the the little blue yeah, for the hell have for your health chest or your rage meters it's some some are hard some make you think some are right in front of your face i love those they were always my favorite a definite improvement on 2018 it is like i said very much the same game so far outside of the atreus stuff it's not a bad thing i'm a pokemon fan i've been playing the same game for 26 years so i get it um that's why i loved legends so much was, was such a break in the formula this Oh, is a break in the formula. That's what you have to remember. This style of God of War is the Legends Arceus break from the over-the-shoulder beat 'em up y style for the first seven entries in the series. So keep in mind that these two third-person over-the-shoulder games that we love so much are the Legends Arceus. And that's what I love about this Kratos versus the Greek mythology. Da, 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 the, the first ones that we've gotten from Jaffe and team. The voice acting were, was great. The jokes were welcome. Here's a criticism. And maybe again, it gets better. Maybe you had a different experience. I personally feel this game, and, and I would imagine it's because it's got a PS4 version, and I'll almost guarantee it's because it's got a PS4 version. But I truly feel this game does not take advantage of the dual sense at all. Or at I, least very, very lightly and in zero unique ways. I would say it – I would agree with you for the most part there. I would say it, they they utilize it, but I don't think it was utilized as much as Ghost of Tsushima was. I mean when you have a PS4 version, there's only so much you can do. Haptic yeah. feedback, yep. adaptive triggers. But like this is the most technologically advanced controller we've ever played with. It's my one of my favorite controllers of all time. It's only been two years. I want more games to utilize it. And as long as we're making PS4 versions of games that don't have a dual sense and cannot take advantage of said controller, we won't get cool things to do with this controller. That's why Astrobot continues to be one of the best PS5 games to date because it literally was a tech demo for all the shit this controller could do. And like, I'm waiting. I'm fucking waiting. The Last of Us Part 1, like... It better take advantage of the dual sense when I get more into it because it's a PS5 only game. I get it. It was made on PS3, but there is absolutely room for improvement on some of the things that that controller can do. So that's a small criticism because it does have the haptics and the and the adaptives and stuff like that. So uh, I just don't think it took advantage enough. I can I still cannot stand the realm travel. I cannot stand opening up a portal and walking in a circle until the dialogue is done. And then the new portal opens up. Like I, that's just giving it time to load. That's all Mm -hmm. that is. Yes. But this is the game that doesn't have a load screen Yeah, But your load screens are the realm travel. Like let's call it what it is. And when you go through the cave, uh, the walls of the cave, when they get tight and you shimmy through, that's a load screen. 
The Last of Us broke that up in one or part two broke that up in two particular places. I won't give away <clears throat> anymore. It kind of keeps you on your toes there. This game did not. I really just I hated Rome travel in the first one. I hate Rome travel in this one. That's not a criticism on the game. That is just a part of the game that I personally don't care for and didn't in the first one. Uh, oh, here's something I would have loved this game to have. And this is something fucking Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube had and quite frankly perfected that this game sorely needs. I would have loved for Ragnarok to have a quick turn button because like, yeah, during combat with multiple enemies, if I can't hit down an X to do a snap 180 degree turn to get to the next enemy and I have to just whirl around the sticks and I just have to watch him turn. Just it dodge it. Me. Just, just right. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel intuitive enough for me. A quick turn when you have multiple enemies to be able to go boom, 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 back to enemy here, back to enemy here, or I'm doing this. There's somebody behind me and I want to just do a quick turn. I, I would have loved a quick turn. You know who has a huge problem with that is Gotham Knights. Huge what, no problem. quick turn? Quick turn. Uh, a lot of enemies, you're kind of, you hit a wall, you're glitched, you can't move, so you just die. Yeah, it's it's a lot of glitches like that. But I forget what game I was playing recently that has a quick turn that I that's what made me think of this is I was playing a game and I just was like going against the wall. I heard an enemy behind me. I hit down and whatever did a quick turn. Boom, capped him. And I was like, man, Ragnarok really misses that. I'd imagine there's reasons for it to be absent. And I'd imagine that Santa Monica thought of it and was like, that's a decision we're going to make not to put it in. I just would love to know why, because I think the game could have benefited from it. The combat felt right out of 2018 with little to no improvement, at least for now. I haven't gotten the new weapon, so I cannot comment on that, but I imagine it's just more R1, R2 with some unlockable combos and things like that. Very samey again to 2018. This game does have a skill tree. I mentioned it earlier. The skill tree is a pretty cool improvement. I like a lot of what that brings. I actually love it. It's a pretty simple skill tree, which I appreciate. I love yeah, simple Ghost of skill Shima, trees. The same thing. Yeah, Sparks of Hope has a simple one. Borderlands really perfected the skill tree. Um, so I love that. I, I hate when games make it too complicated with so many branching paths. This was just you got melee, you got uh aiming, you got the, like you got almost three branches in your skill tree and just kind of make what you want of it. I like that a lot. Um and the last thing I think, yeah, the last thing I have, and this is this is a personal thing, and I'm not knocking it, I'm not knocking the game for it, because right now it hasn't broken my immersion. But I did have this really weird fog glitch where I felt like my game had a smoke machine in the background. And I put it on Twitter and I sent it to you. But like the video on the phone does no justice. Uh, it was super distracting. It broke the immersion, but overall it didn't really bother me so much because for me, the best games in the world have bugs. The best game in the world games in the world have performance issues. It's like, how much are they and how frequent? And I will say mine were more prevalent in water, uh, than anywhere else, but the game would look like it was having a seizure almost. And it made me very much avert my eyes and, and just kind of, yeah, which on. was, which was weird. Like you sent me the video. I saw what you posted on, on Twitter and I was like, man, nope. I, I, it's, it's odd. I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't experience that. Just, it was just odd. Oh, fortunately, believe me, fortunately, because nobody else had either. So I'm glad that it's not a big issue, but I'm also pissed because it's not a big issue and they won't patch it. 
it's like, damn it. I still got to deal with this. So that's something I'm like not looking forward to is getting back in that fucking boat because it happens every. And you got to use that boat quite often, my friend. Especially yeah. Later so, in the game. so I'm really, really hoping that uh, something's done <laughs> right around the three rig side mission is where it was most prevalent. So I'm hoping as the game progresses that that glitch goes away and they've released a couple of updates since the last time I played it. So maybe it was patched out and maybe I just won't ever see it again. Who knows? But that's the one bug that really got to me. Other than that, just some smaller bugs that, that have zero impact on game overall. This is just one of the best games of the year. It's one of the best PS five games. It's one of the best PlayStation exclusives. And I'm super excited to see it out. And I'd imagine you feel the same way. Uh, this is this, If you have a PlayStation 4 or 5, whatever it comes out for, when it does come out for Xbox computer, this is a must-have game. Buy it for 50 bucks, 70 bucks, 80 bucks. It is worth it. Yeah, it will come to PC, like I said, probably within the next year or definitely two. But I'd imagine within the next year, they've been pretty quick to get the newer releases out on PC. And hopefully... You know, I, I I would I hope we will. I don't think we'll get like a direct sequel. I know that they they kind of said that this ended the the like the the um the North the Norse era of the game, and I think Corey Barlog Bar- I heard of an interview saying, well, possibly he could hit the Egyptian or Maya mythology, so or go Celtic or Japanese or something like that. But that's probably for another five to eight years down the line. What about you, though? Any gripes that you had? I mean, you you tripled my time in this game. Is there anything that you were I like? Mean, I mean, I would say gripes is kind of like you, like um, a little bit of, of the travel of when you're finally going to missions. Like, I'm just looking for that blue thing. Like, all right, what's the nearest gateway where I can go? You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't really care for the travel like that. Um I, I just there I, I guess just you, you know when you're battling and like I hit this one like berserker guy and I was like so early in the game but he was so OP I was like why would you even put him in my path like I'm nowhere near ready for this guy yeah. like you know if anything you just got me frustrated for a half hour trying to beat him realize like I'm not ready then when I came back like 10 12 hours like into the game later I beat his ass like it was nothing but it's just like why would you like I don't remember they're trying to test you I don't you're know what it was. On, you're but. playing on what we'll call normal difficulty, right? Yeah, it's it just normal. I'm not, I'm not even going nuts, but man, I, I, I just happened to run him early and this guy hooked me up. <laughs> Anything else that, that didn't work for you or just not, uh, nothing I, really jumps out right now? Man, no, nothing's jumping out that, that didn't work. I, I don't think I had any glitches. I didn't get stuck nowhere. Um, I, I, I think we hit everything. Just I, a lot of the same game from 2018 improvements on the boss battles i thought it was a little bit harder you it know, is so far a little bit harder i will give it that too yes and, and, in a and good way just in a good and, way yeah in, in, in a good way again it, it is beautiful um it may take you get used to atreus but once he does get good he he actually is pretty fun to use but it's like i get it i just went nuts with kratos I, you gotta calm me down for a little bit i get it and that's kind of why i work with him. there was one in the first atreus mission i i chose one of the combos where you shoot and then like you shoot him with the arrow and then you bolt to him and then mm-hmm. you can throw him down. That's been my favorite combo to use across both characters so far. I, that got me out of a lot of sticky situations. With the tray what do you so find far. yourself using more, the axe or the blades? The axe. Yeah, yeah pretty Same. much. Unless the enemy is resistant to the frost. Yeah. They, they, I, and, I pretty much use the axe. And I kind of do like... I, I, 
at the beginning, it kind of annoyed me of like, ah, you're forcing me to use a different weapon. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I appreciate that because it reminded me how fun the blades actually can be. And then I was able to, you know, level them up faster. So I kind of appreciated that. Like later on, at first, I, I kind of bothered me. But then the more I played and sat on, I was, you know what? I kind of like that move. Yeah, that's also a part of enemy variety. Like it's yep. not just the way they look; it's the way they act, the way they feel, what they're resistant to. So like that all goes into it. Yep. And just, and then you, you hit your axe on somebody, and you're like, oh shit, that did nothing. nothing. <laughs> I better and, get and, out and the, the old game. Like it's like, it doesn't even have to be like a big bad, like a huge boss, but like a, like a guy can hit you in two hits, and you're you're almost dead. Like I love that it's like the penalties there and that they only let you get one resurrection stone at a time. Like, yeah, I would like to get a, you know, give me like two or three. Let me get a couple in the bag. Cause it, it was annoying where I'm trying to just beat all these bosses. I'd use my resurrection stone, have to go back, get another one and then go back. Yeah. Um, but again, overall, I I'm sure when we get to the end of your award show, which could very well be next month's episode could be January. We're still, kind of working through that, looking at some release dates for things. If anything interesting is out in December and when can we record? So we'll kind of yeah. think about that and, and we'll let you know how that one goes, but we'll, I'll be able to give more of my thoughts on the end game and the finish of it yeah. and kind of where it lands as I finish it. I plan on finishing it by, I'd probably say the end of next week. If, if I can time my nights out, right. We're into the Christmas season. Now I watch a Christmas movie four nights a week with Ashley that's Jesus. just how we do it every year. So uh, we have it all planned out. We have all of them picked out for each night. And, you know, the only thing that fucks that up is children. <laughs> and now I don't have to do a pod every week. So that opens up Thursdays. So, uh, you know, I, I have some time to game a little bit here and there. But um, Ragnarok, special, special game. And I cannot recommend it enough. And I'm only halfway through. But now let's get your impressions and thoughts on pokemon scarlet and violet yeah this is the best worst pokemon game <laughs> like i think if like i were to sum it up this is the, the most best. beautiful piece of shit you could see <laughs> this is the ugliest great game this is this is the best bad mainline pokemon game ever made uh it sold 10 million copies in its first three days which is the fastest selling nintendo game of all time on any console so like the jank is working people are still purchasing it at a rapid rate this has potential to outsell sword and shield which just became the second freaking most sold game in pokemon history behind red and blue it outsold gold and silver which i never thought i'd see the day and this has a chance to do past that even with such a strong start because this is outpaced Sword and Shield. And uh, I have sunk over 50 hours, hence why I'm only halfway through God of War Ragnarok. Uh, so again, I will not be talking about Pokemon by name. I will not be talking about special like story spoilers because this has the best story of any Pokemon mainline game probably ever, which is great. The story was actually good. Um, which I can't say for a lot of the games. And I won't be talking about things that you shouldn't know, you know, like special evolution methods, stuff like that. Like shit that you can f like that you should experience on your own will stay on your own. Uh, 
Sam hasn't played this game, so this is going to be a lot of me talking here. So again, time codes if you don't want to talk about or listen to Pokemon. Please engage with me on this discussion, though. Twitter, DMs, uh, Instagram, whatever. This game is a 9 out of 10 for fun. This game is a 5 out of 10 for performance. You add it together, and what do you get? It's a 7 out of 10. That's kind of where I land on this game because it's easy to go on Twitter, search out the videos of all the bugs. It's you know, some are funny shit. That one that, Jigglypuff that went to the moon. That was and, funny. And like the one where the Wiglet becomes a penis. Yeah, that was a little that was that was a little the girl eyes are <laughs> popping was, out. It's like this shit's hilarious. Like the things this game can do, I haven't seen since Cyberpunk. And like it's it's funny as shit. But like it's super easy to go find those. It's not super easy to go find people having or it is easy, but people don't go search out the great stuff too. And I think like that's where I'm at. This whimsical thing that makes Pokemon great. It's I can't call this a great game. I can call it a great experience, but I can't call it a great game. And I can't say it's the, you say it's a fun game right and it's and it's i can't say it's the best game because the performance simply holds it back yeah. just quite frankly while the game performs the way it does uh i can't recommend you just uh uh you know jumping on its weenie and saying it's the best pokemon game ever it's it's probably the most fun mainline game i still think pla is the most fun Pokemon game I've ever played. This is probably the most fun mainline generation one through nine game ever. Probably the most fun I've had since X and Y. And before that, Gen 1. I mean, it's that simple. This game is whimsical as hell. You get lost. There's a reason in 10 days I've put in 50 hours plus. That's five hours a day. You know how many late nights that is, dude? You know what little sleep I've been getting? I've been playing it in handheld mode, which is crazy. Um, this is my favorite gen since gen six, which is also awesome. Uh, I love it. And that's cool because I haven't experienced any of the things, zero of the things, the big things going on around Twitter. I've actually experienced zero game crashes in 50 hours. My game has not crashed once. Matter of fact, I didn't want to be so me, me, me. So I reached out to my circle and between Everybody that I've been texting, which is it's a four people, it's four people plus myself, between the five of us that are playing, in 135 hours total, one game crashed between the five of us. <coughs> and I've seen people that in 20 hours have had three game crashes on their own. And I will tell you, if my game crashed on me, my experience would have been a lot different because I would have lost progress. God forbid it was a shiny. Yeah, God forbid you like lose that. a Pokemon. Oh, my own. Or like a legendary you work so hard for or whatever the case may be. But excuse me, I have like a crazy tickle in my throat. My uh <clears throat> I've been sick since like Black Friday and I'm just kind of coming down from it now, so I apologize. But this to me was so much fun. The performance stinks. <laughs> uh there have been plenty of battles where my Tinkatunk or my tink, my Tinkaton has floated into the floor and she's only waist up. I can't see her feet. 
there have been plenty of battles where when I catch something, the camera decided to go underground for some reason. And, uh, excuse me. And, uh, like I, it becomes a clear thing. I can't, it's, it's weird. If you, if you know, you know, there have been plenty of times where I caught a Pokemon that was stuck in a wall and I, and I thought one of them was supposed to be, but it wasn't. Um, and like, I fear that when a Pokemon gets caught in a wall, it's a shiny. So I just catch everything that gets caught in a wall. Just, just in case. (laughs) Just because. And there are plenty, dude. There are plenty of Pokemon that have been caught in walls. I'm talking in the 20s. I've seen just like a, a gold duck just like glitching through a wall. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to catch you just in case your beak is pink. Because uh, I can't see it. So like there is totally like bugs like that. Um, I will say it's insane. It's insane to me how many more people are playing Violet than Scarlet. Um, and it's probably three to one. Like it's insane. They want to play as Tyranitar. I get it. Um, Tyranitar's in Scarlet, though, bro. Oh, the, the future Tyranitar, the robot Tyranitar, mm. is in Violet, but Tyranitar is, itself is in Scarlet. It's because you ride Coridon and Maridon, and people don't want a Pokemon that's running on its four paws, if you will. Uh, they want the thing that actually looks like a motorcycle. Like a motorcycle, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, I can't. Of course, like right now is when I start to get this tickle in my throat. When I want it, I've been waiting for. I don't know. I guys, I've I've been waiting for a month to just talk about Pokemon. This is all I've been dreaming about doing, and my voice (laughs) is failing me. I have this crazy tickle, and it won't go away. If I if 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 you want me to jump to uh, Gotham Knights to give you a minute to. No, no, I'm going. I got it. I just drank. Uh, I found a hot tea from yesterday on my windowsill. It's cold as shit, but I'm drinking. I was going to say it ain't hot no more. <laughs> no, no. But <clears throat> so I have. <clears throat> all right. I'll, I'll spoil this one. It's not a spoiler, but <clears throat> I was going to save it for later. There are 403 Pokemon in the game. It's a, less than 10 days in, and I only need four to complete the entire deck. <laughs> and all four. And all four are legendaries, and one of those four is version exclusive. So, like, every past and future Pokemon, got them. Every Scarlet exclusive, got it. All the trades, Scyther to Scizor, Haunter to Gengar, got them. Like, I've done everything. I've grinded the shit out of this. Excuse me. But... There's this thing. I didn't I don't know if it's been around since Sword and Shield. I'd imagine it is, but the Pokemon community has come together with and I thank you for it. It's amazing. Trade codes. And as a group, they've come together and in the game you do these things called link trades where this is meant to trade with friends where you put in a specific code. Hey Sam, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight's my code. Put it in and that'll yeah. link you to me, and that's how we can trade. Because God forbid we actually just click on our friends list and say join. Um, but you know, it's too hard, Greg, it's Nintendo, Sam, we (laughs) still have friend codes. Um, so yeah, like I'll do my link thing and where it's an advantage now is the Pokemon community has come together and said, okay, zero one, one, four, four, two, two, seven. That is gulpin for Drifloon. That's your trade code. If you're in violet or scarlet, put that in. If you're looking for the other one, put that in and you'll eventually find somebody playing on the other version and you can trade them over. And like, I love that. I don't have to wait for Jim or Ryan or Pino or anybody else to get to where I'm at or to take time out of their day to trade with me. 
I could just go put in these trade codes and get all the other versions exclusives that way, which is what I did sans four. So like, I love that, that mainline my decks experience like crazy. And, uh, but doing that, I would say, uh, and that's also how I got all three starters too. But doing that, I would say I probably had to put in the code seven or eight times before I got a Scarlet player um, for each Pokemon. I would put a Dreepy out there trying to trade it for a Larvitar and it keep getting Dreepy, 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 Dreepy. So I'm like, cancel, cancel, cancel. And there's just nobody on Scarlet, dude. It yeah. takes forever. So I've actually had to, unfortunately, sacrifice. And I say sacrifice lightly because I can breed. I've had to get a ton of Pokemon from Scarlet in other languages. And that kind of sucks because like my Larvitar was in Korean. And so I had to rebreed it. And then when you rebreed it, it becomes English, but it was already level 42. So now I just start back with level one just so I can have it in English. It's like, there are little, little things like that, but you you kind of just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. You deal with it because it fills the decks, the performance issues, my performance. I won't say like greatly increased, but it did increase when I saw online, people were saying when a memory leak you download the game to your SD card, and a lot of the issues are like that. If you switch the game from your SD card to your main to your Switch's actual internal memory, the performance improves. And some people are saying it was greatly improved. It is not greatly improved, but it is improved. Now the game still runs like absolute horseshit when there are more than five people on the screen, when you're in water, or when you're in a forest, like a deep, thick forest. Cause there are just too many things on the screen going on, but like Pokemon guys, you, you have the budget, you have the talent, you have the resources. What you don't have is the time instead of three years, because this isn't game boy anymore. Instead of three years, I beg you all. Can we please move it to four between generations? Give yourselves an extra year because if you release this game as is, but polished, it's a 10 out of 10 and you're selling 11 million in 10 days or three days instead of 10. And instead of people putting their glitches on Twitter, they're putting everything else. You need more time. You don't need the different development team. You don't need uh, uh, additional budget. You're the fucking highest gross selling franchise in the world for literally anything. You don't need more money. You do need time and adding more people to your team will not does not equal time. More people does not mean it takes less time to develop a game. It just means there's more hands in the pot, which actually could lead to more glitches and bugs. So please, I beg you, Gen 10, four years, not three. Give yourselves more time because now not only are you on new hardware, and you will be, by the way, for Gen 10 on whatever the Switch's successor is, but you're now in open world territory. You can't build a giant. Paldea is huge, huge, dude. You cannot build this in three years anymore. It just can't happen. Let's give yourselves four and let's make gen 10 really count because man, like the slowdown I'm in a classroom with kids, just kids. We're just attending a biology class together and they're kicking their legs because they're so excited and their legs are moving like two frames a second. And it's like, why do you have them kick their legs? Then just have them sit still. They're in school. They'll be fine. No one's that excited. Hide your mistake. If you know you can't make it work. See, here it comes again. (coughs) Hide it. Dude, don't make them kick their legs. Just fucking have them sit still. They're kids. 
That's fine. Uh, you know, that's that's a thing. But anyway. Yeah, the performance, man, it's not, I will say, it's not anywhere as dramatic as you see on Twitter, but it ain't good. It just flat out ain't good. Uh, now let's get into some shit. <clears throat> the music is very good in some areas, but like in other areas, it's just short loops. And Pokemon is kind of known for its music. So I'll say this. When it hits, it hits. When it misses, it misses. The Team Star Battle theme, some of the best music I've ever heard. But like the gym leaders, not wonderful. It's good. <laughs> but it's not like that iconic yeah. red and blue. You go to a gym and you're like, God damn, this music makes me hype. It doesn't give me that feel. I dislike all three of the final starters. Now, I chose Quaxley. And Quackaval has grown on me, kind of because you play with it and you become attached to it. But like, and Skeledurge, the Fuecoco's final, has grown on me a little bit. Um, but I, I kind of dislike all three of them. And that goes to a bigger thing. There are 103 Pokemon in this deck. It's the biggest new add-on since Gen 5. And that's only because they did a, hard, a soft reboot and they added 150. This is a pretty big addition. But overall... The, the new Pokemon that I love, I fucking adore. I adore. But the ones I dislike, I really, really dislike. Um, the bugs suck. I'm, I'm a bug guy. I like bug Pokemon. These bugs suck. Almost all of them. There's one exception to that this gen. The birds, one good one. All the rest suck. They decided 73 new dogs this generation. The dogs are all good, but why do we have so many dogs? Why do we have another cat starter two generations after having Litten? Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't make sense. It's it just doesn't. A color. It, it wasn't needed. And like they go with themes. So like this game is based in Spain. So they have the dancer for Quackaval. They have the singer with Fuecoco. They have the trickster or the joker in uh, in uh, Meow Scarada, I believe, is Sprigatitos. And like. But like Grass Dark, we got like three Grass Dark types in Gen 8. Uh, 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 water Fighting um, and gra- and Fire Ghost. Fire Ghost was just in Legends. Uh, Hisuian Typhlosion is, is Fire Ghost. So I'd like a little bit more variation in our starter types. Like they'll never go like Grass Steel. But like we should go Grass Steel, Water Fighting, or grass or firefight. No, we've done firefighting to death. It's not my job. You fucking figure it out, guys. You're 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 in charge. But like, let's get a little bit more variation in the starters. And I just feel like these are some of the least memorable starters. Their first forms are all awesome, Sprigatito included. And for the second form, Sprigatito's second form is probably the best of all of them besides Fue Coco. But the finals didn't love it. Now, the new Pokemon, I said I wasn't going to spoil it. I had it on our story on Twitter, on our IG for a little bit, but I did put a spoiler tag on that. My final team, I'm obsessed with. And like the new regional uh, forms of old ones and the new um, like variants, I guess we'll say, like the Wiglet, it's not Diglet, but it's a new species. So I guess convergent evolution. They're all great. There's another Gen 1 Pokemon. That has a new, it's not a form, it's actually a brand new Pokemon, but it very closely resembles the Gen 1 one. It is phenomenal. It's grass ground, and before it was, I think, water poison. So it's completely different, but it's so cool, and they made it super useful. Its new evolution is great. I love it. 
couple new old Pokemon get brand new evolutions. There's one that I showed you that's ghost fighting from Gen 1. Um, I will say this. Catch a Mankey in this game. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that's all. I'll leave it at that. Uh, and, and be ready because that's great. Uh, Pokemon like Dunsparce get an evolution. Stuff like that. Like There are a lot of pretty cool old Pokemon that have been made relevant again. I've seen a lot of Pokemon in this from old games that haven't been around in a long time. I can't tell you the last time I saw an Ampharos or I think it was gen six or uh, oh, Litleo from gen six is in this one or, or a Corio or like just, I've been waiting around for like these Pokemon that I've really enjoyed to come back and gen two, a lot of love for gold and silver in this game, which is great. You know how long I've wanted a fan fee and like a Dan, a Don fan. And not only do I, I get a Don, Don fan, fan. But do I? But I also get a past and a future one. Like Don Fan's the only Pokemon I think that gets one of each, and it's like that's what I'm talking about, dude. Don Fan got love, and it's great to see. Now he's ground only; he's completely useless. But I love his fu- I love his past form. Future one sucks, but past form fantastic. Great Tusk, one of my favorite new Pokemon. Um, past Salamence, one of the best Pokemon I've ever seen in my life. Roaring Moon, fantastic. Past Magneton, one of my favorites ever. Just like super love the ones I love. Dude, oh my god. They introduced the first ever grass fire type. Scovillain. Scoville. Oh my god, the Scoville scale for how things. It's two peppers. One's a green pepper, one's a red pepper. It's a two-headed villain. Scovillain. And you'd think that the red pepper is the fire and the green's the grass, but they flip it on you. And I love it. My green pepper shoots fire. My red pepper shoots the grass attacks. I love it. It was on my final team. It will stay forever. My Scovillain's level 81 right now. Let's Jesus. rock. Let's rock. Um, Pawnyard gets a new evolution. The craziest way to evolve it. Love it so much. Hate Pawnyard. Hate Bisharp. Love the new evolution. Stayed on my team the whole time. Uh, so just like, again, love the ones I love, did not care for the ones I did. And I will say there's some laziness going on here. Shrewdle, a little lazy. Flittle, a little lazy. The Bugs, pretty lazy. Um, but there's there's some good ones in the bunch. Um, the Pokemon themselves are the best they've ever looked in a main game. The best. The textures, the hair, the scales, the metal, the shine on the metal. You see it all. It looks amazing. The characters look literally amazing. I can't gush enough about how beautiful the Pokemon themselves look. Not only in your the box or on your team, but even when you call them out or when you see them in the wild. A Magnemite with an actual shimmer on it. It looks like the sun is bouncing off of it. Or a, a, a Viper, and you can see it scales as it's going across the open world. It's absolutely stunningly incredible. But boy, is Paldea ugly. Holy shit. This world is a lot of grass, a lot of dirt, and a lot of snow. It's like, my God, could we get a little bit more varied environments in the actual open world? Because let's call it what it is. The cities are just places with Pokemon centers at this point. There's nothing to do in the city anymore because you can't go into buildings. That was something I loved about Pokemon, going into buildings. But here, everybody's outside. Because they don't want you to go into buildings. And when you do go into a building now, like a shop, instead of going in and going up to the counter and talking to the person, you just go into the shop and a menu comes up and you pick what you want because they've spent so much time on this world. But the world is ugly. There's a point where they take you on top of this beautiful lighthouse 
And this is supposed to be the breath of the wild moment where Nimona shows you welcome to Paldea. And you're just like, it's popping in. Like, I can't even see what I'm looking at. It looks like a mudslide, but like N64, it's bad. So the Paldea, is, it needs some love. Uh, I don't love the way it looks. Uh, the map is disgusting. The HUD is a nightmare. I hate navigating the world based on the map. You can't tell what's a fucking cave or where the cave entrances are. And there's a ton of great Pokemon in caves. I hate it so much. I can't stand it. Got the fuck out of here. Make better cave systems. Make a better overall map or a better mini map so I can delineate height because like it's just all flat and there's a million mountains. So like it, it's really tough to navigate Paldea if you don't know where you're going. I will eventually get it and I'll like be in the world so much I know where I'm going. PLA. I know all five biomes like the back of my hand because I've spent 204 hours in, in Legends Arceus. I imagine as time goes more, I'll get myself acquitted. I just don't love Paldea and its map. It's kind of weird. Uh, some weird things they it does, like when you go to your boxes, it doesn't take you to your box right away. It fades to black, but you can move. It's stupid. It's weird. Why'd you do it? It's weird. There's this like weird fucking pause like when no it's just slow like when you go to to uh uh fight something like you see oh cool i want that pidgey pidgey's not in the game but i want that pidgey let me throw my pokeball at it and engage a battle when you throw your pokeball at it the pokemon it like has to load in that you're about to battle so there's about a second maybe a second and a half that it just kind of just stays still and then engages in the battle. And that's fine the first time, second time, third time. But when you do it 300 times, you're like, oh, my God, what is going on? It just shows you we're on the switch here, people. It's just, this is inferior hardware. Like, And the game is not optimized and not polished. So that's just all stuff I hope can be patched eventually. Um, yeah, okay. When you catch a poke, when you get a Pokemon from behind, uh, and you see it from behind, like Chansey, right? It's walking around, it's walking around. Chansey gives out a shit ton of XP. So I grind Chansey battles when I need to level shit up to evolve it because it gives out thousands of XP points when you beat one. If you catch one from behind and throw a Pokeball at, at its back, you'll catch it off guard, it says, and you get two free turns uh, because it was caught off guard. Same thing in Legends Arceus. They called it a back strike. Much better there than here. Um, when you catch, when you catch something off guard and it turns around, it turns into a block model. So it's not rounded anymore. It's squared. So Chansey legitimately looks like uh, Pokemon stadium, maybe a little bit worse. It's really distracting, but hilarious at the same time. I'm like, Oh, I've seen you in 1996. Like it's, it's pretty, pretty bad how that, that works. Um, I think my biggest two gripes in the game. Again, nine out of 10 fun. What's really tracking me down is there is zero, legitimately zero, none, no, uh uh-uh, ain't here, an indicator that the Pokemon is shiny or not. In Legends Arceus, when you see a Pokemon that's shiny, it shimmers in the overworld. You get a nice little glimmer of stars. So, oh shit. And you get a audible glimmer sound. I don't know how to explain it, but you get two cues of, oh shit. I should go look at that because my world's about to get 
upside down because I saw me a shiny. Here, you don't get a shimmer. You don't get a noise. You get nothing. You have to basically say, oh, that looks slightly different. Let me go catch it and see. You can send out your Pokemon in auto battle. And if it's shiny, your auto battle will not happen. It'll actually just do circles around the Pokemon. So you can say, oh, cool. That one's shiny. I can go get it. But there are Pokemon like Garchomp or Grimer, things like that, that are Pikachu, that are barely different. Their shiny is so, so slightly different that it would be damn near impossible for you to to differentiate if it's shiny or not. So you just got to engage with all of them. I only like to catch shinies now that I know are crazy different because they're easy for me to spot. Sneasel's blue. Shiny Sneasel's pink. You know how fucking easy that is for me to pick out? I could pick that out in a, in a room if I was blind. So, and by the way, I did. I got a shiny Sneasel. Now, I have six shiny Pokemon in my 50 hours. All of them full odds, no shiny charm, nothing. 4,035, 4,000 odds. Like, awesome. Fantastic. I even got a new one, Lechonk's Evolution, Oinkalone. I got a shiny one. That's a pretty much a dream. I got a Gen 9 Pokemon shiny while playing Gen 9. That's pretty cool. But these were all really obvious ones and like i bet my bottom dollar i've missed a couple like even in gen 9 why are you still making gen 9 pokemon shinies barely different paldean tauros the new tauros it's just a different black it's like (coughs) excuse me it's just all like its head is just like a little bit more black than the regular one it's like are we still doing this now my big gripe with that is what about people that are colorblind they need mm. an indicator or they have to play their Good game point. with like the negative effect on where everything like flips colors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like that's not great for accessibility. That's not great for people. Like, how would you feel if you were, if your favorite Pokemon was Ampharos and you missed one of them, you missed a shiny because it's barely different and you, there was no indicator. And then, Somebody was like, dude, look at that. That was a shiny. And you're like, what the fuck? It's gone forever now. That would make me turn the game off and never want to play again. Because like, that's unfair. It's flat out unfair. So I don't need an audio indicator. I think that might be a little too much. It's a little too obvious. But I would love a little shimmer. So hopefully for the accessibility factor and for people like me that are done the game essentially. And now the only thing I'll be doing is shiny hunting and you know, creating competitive teams to battle online and waiting for the DLC. I really hope we get a shimmer and that, that can be patched. It's probably my biggest gripe overall. Um, and for whatever reason in Pokemon legends, Arceus, if you caught a shiny, when it was in your box, it still showed as shiny. The Sprite was still shiny. And in your party, it shows shiny, but this game took a step back. And no matter if it's shiny or not, my shiny jump pluff or my shiny Venomoth, shows as the regular sprite and it doesn't get shiny until i click into it and it's like kind of sucks i I have 403 pokemon uh, without the duplicates you really what what am i how am i supposed to figure this out i just gotta go fucking look for the it's very very simple to get it confused and why not just code in the shiny sprite when you catch a shiny pokemon i don't i don't get that so the way they've treated shinies is is a little bit of a great, that's a lot of gripe for me. My second biggest overall gripe is still having trade evolutions in 2022. Like we haven't learned nine gens later. It doesn't need to be there. Like 
I get it. You want version exclusives to sell two copies of a game to get your giant sales numbers and to justify people like me being douches and buying two like both games. I get it. Cool. Awesome. Version exclusives. Knock your fucking heart out. But why am I still trading a Scyther with a metal coat to some rando to get a scissor? Why in 2022 is this still a thing? Because now you're just holding people back from completing the decks. Pokemon Legends Arceus, which, by the way, has Scyther, has Scizor, has Kadabra, has Haunter, all those trade evos. But by the way, there is no, there is none of that in that game. How did they fix it? Well, they made the linking cable. It's a brand new item. You can buy it. You can find it in the world. And when you attach it to a Pokemon, it evolves the trade. So I just needed to put a linking cable on my Kadabra and boom, I got an Alakazam. No need to trade it to somebody to trade it right back and waste time and all that bullshit. The linking cable's gone. Like, Piss. I know PLA took place in the past. Did that fucking thing, did that go extinct? No, it's stupid. Just put that thing back in the game and let us just evolve our shit without having to bring the other people into it, man. It's dumb why we still have trade evolutions in this game. Nine uh gens 26 years later no option to remove battle animations no option to set your battle style to set just super stupid and weird choices lack of clothing customization it's horrible you cannot change your outfit you're in a school uniform the whole time you can change your school uniform to one of four choices spring summer winter fall you can change your socks your pants your i'm sorry your socks your shoes your hat your gloves your glasses but you can't change your shirt Okay, I get it. The whole point of the game is you're in an academy and you got to dress like it. I get it. Once I'm the champion and I've done my thing with the academy, I should no longer have to wear that. And I would love at least post-game options to change my shirts and stuff because I really don't love the way my character looks. It's not the greatest. The three stories are fucking awesome. This is where we're going to get into some good stuff. The three stories are awesome. Now, the star, the Team Star one, probably the weakest of the three, but it has the best music. The Titans are phenomenal. It's the best story of the game. Might be the best story in Pokemon. And uh, for <clears throat> if you listen to our God of War discussion, there's a piece of that that's a, that's a tearjerker, we'll say. Pokemon does it. I cried during a Pokemon game? Jim cried during a Pokemon game. Well, I cried during the Pokemon movie, so that's... that's oh, and, it's, that's and it hits harder than that, my friend. Oh my God, the Titan quest line, not only does it have a, an amazing, legitimately amazing story, but it is the key to making your ride Pokemon unlock all of its abilities. So I would recommend doing that, finishing that first of all three storylines. That way your Maridon or Coridon is fully upgraded. You can fly and swim and climb cliffs and all that. So I'd recommend the Titans first. Uh, the I did a mix of the three. I kept it mixed the entire time. I didn't just solo one of them. I liked that variety of doing what I wanted when I wanted and what order I wanted. It gave me a little bit of freedom. I didn't do the gyms in order. I did the second gym first, the third gym second, the first gym first. I was way over leveled, but like I, it was cool. I did the eighth gym, the recommended eighth gym, sixth. So like it was, it was cool. I just wanted to test myself. Hey, is my team good enough to take down the psychic gym? And I did. So it was, it was cool. Um, the gyms were fun. The end game was kind of normal. 
Like you go to the Elite Four, you figure it out. You're the champ. Got it. Cool. See you later. The Titan storyline, just great. They all come together at the end, and you don't roll credits. You do a fourth story. What the fuck did I just experience? Bro, Pokemon has never been so dark. It gets dark. Holy shit, there's death and craziness. Like, I, I didn't expect it. Whoa. Uh, when I got done, I put down the Switch. I texted everybody that I knew playing the game. I said, hey, has anybody else finished this yet? Because I need to talk to somebody about it. And they were all like, nah. And I'm like, fuck. Please, Harry. <laughs> I need to get something off my chest. What did I just play? What's going on? It ties it together super well. The end game battle. If you're not mega overleveled, very hard. I lost to the final, the final, final, final Titan boss, not the actual Titan, the final fight, lost to that the first time, lost the last team star fight. That's it. But still, lost two main battles. That doesn't happen often in a Pokemon game. So that was cool. I rolled credits at 37 hours. It only took me 25 for Sword and Shield. Gave me 12 additional hours. To roam around in Paldea. That's what this open world did. It added a dozen hours to my initial playthrough. Love that. Love the Pokemon centers and the Pokemon marts being out in the open. I don't have to walk into a door. I just literally roll up to it, heal, and I'm on my way. I love that. Trainer battles are all optional, dude. No more of like when you walk into their path, that little exclamation hits. I always like battle limit. That's how I got my experience. I always liked that. that. Those battles never bothered me. But I hated that you couldn't get around them in some games. Like a lot of them were forced. This, they're all optional. You know who wants to battle you because they have a different indicator than just a normal NPC that just wants to talk. But you are the one that engages them. So it's pretty neat. And they give you a bonus. Say they're like, let's say you're on route one, you know, the standard route. And there are five trainers. Well, at the end of those five trainers, there will be another trainer whose text is in black instead of white, so you know they're the strongest. That's the indicator. You've made it to the end. This is the strongest trainer, and if you beat them and you go to the Pokemon Center and talk to somebody, you get a reward. So you are incentivized, even though they're optional, to beat every trainer because you get cool rewards from TMs to held items to all this cool stuff. So appreciate that. And lastly... Terastalization is pretty dope. I hated it at first. It's pretty dope. It's going to be a no for me, dog. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Once you play it, it's dope. Uh, Going around, like I caught, I'll just say a Chansey. I caught my Chansey, right? I don't ever, ever plan on taking Chansey out of the box. It is there. It is staying. I check it off my decks. Okay. What's this Terastal Pokemon over here? Oh, it's a Chansey. But it's got a thunderbolt over its head. Oh, it's an electric type Chansey. Cool. I'm going to catch it because it's different. And maybe one day I'll use it. But it's not a normal type anymore. It's an, It just gives that replayability, that cool, I have something you don't. If we both had Chanseys, well, we have the same goddamn Pokemon. We can have the same movesets. And it's kind of boring. But if my Chansey is electric and yours is ground, you're going to whip my ass with your Chansey because Crown beats Electric. It just adds that additional layer of strategy. It adds that additional layer of, oh, cool, this thing is mine and mine alone. I have a Water-type Arcanine. Do you? Nope. But Greg does. Greg has a Water-type Arcanine. So, like, I like that. 
a lot. Making sandwiches is a huge part of the game. I thought it was the worst gimmick. I thought it was so stupid. But when you make sandwiches, it's fun because they increase shiny odds. You can make sandwiches with shimmering power. Shimmering, obviously, shimmering, shiny. You can do that, and it increases your chances to find a shiny. You can make Pokemon, or I'm sorry, make a sandwich that attracts fairy types. So if you're in a big open area with fire types and water types and fairy types and ground types, but you need the the fairy in the in the thing and you haven't found one, make a fairy sandwich. Which, by the way, hard as shit to get the ingredients. It takes grinding and raid battles and stuff. It's not just easy. They don't just give it to you. You make a fairy sandwich, and boom, the electric, the ground, the water, they won't spawn as much. But the fairies will, and it makes it easier to find it. And oh, by the way, they can all be shiny. So, like, it just increases your chances of getting one, and it just makes it a little bit more fun. I really liked it. I, I You breed now through making sandwiches. Well, I shouldn't say that. You can breed in normal way, but there's a sandwich that increases the egg power. So it becomes a lot easier to get an egg uh, between your ditto and whatever Pokemon you're trying to breed. It just adds so much to that game. So again, overall, the performance is just shit. I really hope they patch it. It's at best, at the absolute best, a 5 out of 10 from performance. Quite frankly, the most fun mainline game in Pokemon I've ever played. I still prefer Pokemon Legends Arceus to this game. But it is a 9 out of 10 in fun, where Pokemon Legends Arceus is a 10 out of 10 in fun. This game's a very good experience. It's a very fun experience, but technically not a great game. Play it for yourself. Don't go on Twitter just to look at the bugs. And do, because they're funny. Laugh at them. You deserve it. But please, explore Paldea. Make your own opinion. It's so fun. Again, I cannot say good. It is so much fun. You will not regret it. Incredibly worth it. I'd recommend Scarlet for the Pokemon. I'd recommend Violet for the ride Pokemon. So if you want the better experience of riding your Pokemon, play Violet. If you want the better exclusives, play Scarlet. There's my thoughts. You'll hear more about it next month. And next up, I guess I'll give my brief impressions of, of Gotham Knights. I didn't beat it yet. I think I, I don't know, 10 hours, maybe, maybe a little more. I don't even know at this point because I had to stop playing God of War. Then I had to come back and basically relearn how to play the game again. Um, but so far, it, it's okay. I mean, a lot of glitches. Um, I don't like the combat too much. Glitchy like you with that abrupt face that like down X, like, when you're fighting so many enemies, I'm just getting stuck in the corner. I'm just getting pummeled and I'm, and I'm dead. It's, it's still my least favorite Batman game, even though Batman's technically dead in it. Uh, this should, this, it don't make sense that this followed the Batman Arkham series. Like this should have been the first one. Hell I'm playing it. It's like, how is the entire Batman Arkham trilogy better than this game? I don't understand it. Like, what did you guys not learn anything in the past 10 years? One thing that was, Probably the coolest thing to happen. Obviously, I, I did find a um like a George Perez like memorial in the game. It wasn't like a mission; just you have to find it, like roaming the city. I thought that was a nice touch, for Gotham Knights. So kudos there. But I, one time I was playing, and I guess just a random person just joined the game. I, I don't know what I, if I pressed a button or whatever the hell. It just oh, next thing I know, some guys playing Red Hood and I'm Nightwing, and. That made the story and some of the missions more enjoyable. 
where your combo and kills tag team. I was like, okay, I, I can see that that the co-op point of the gameplay that was pretty cool. Um, I I wasn't I'm not really a huge fan of the real the focus on the loot system of it's like they're really they're they're making us drag your feet and you have to do a lot of these stupid missions to kind of just just to just to gain up. Um, one thing was cool. I do like the costume upgrade options. I'm, I'm, I was throwing Nightwing from like the 80s with the long hair. I, I'm having all different types of costumes. I'm, that's pretty cool. Um, but I, I, they real, they really lost me on on the the battle, the fighting style. It's just so janky. It's, it's not as smooth and as fluid as 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 the Arkham game shit. Even the fucking Batman Begins for PS2. And I'm looking at a stat here. It says, in Japan, PS5 version of Gotham Knight sold 3,125 copies during its first week. It's like, that, that that's not even a good stat line. That, that looks like it sold like shit in Japan. But, I mean, when, when I'm looking at, at reviews, 4 out of 10, 5 out of 10, 49 out of 100, 7 out of 10. I mean, i got to agree. It's probably like a 5, 6 out of 10 for me. This This one, if it's full price, don't buy it. Save your money. Play Pokemon or play God of War. Let let this one sit. I'm gonna beat it. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna complete this because I do like the Court of Owls. Um, I'm just begrudgingly playing it. I I don't like how Red Hood looks. I'm not really a fan even of like the dialogue of some of these actors and, and even like the uh, video of it, like the story mode. Like it doesn't look great. It looks like it's like a PS3, PS4 even. Like I don't know, I, I I expected more coming from the the Batman trilogies and 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 this they maybe they tried to rush it, I don't know. But this one I feel like is is a big miss for uh, Games Montreal. It's a shame. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, the game was already on sale for thirty five dollars on Black Friday, and so that tells me that like it's selling actually well. Like the number you said for Japan, Japan doesn't have a lot of playstation xboxes in the wild i mean it, they, they just don't that's not a terrible number for for japanese sales i obviously i'm interested in the american sales and where it'll chart on npd and things like that um but if it's already 35 bucks it doesn't show a ton of confidence less than a month after launch it's yeah, already that's on not that. good at all 50 bucks is what i'd expect on a black friday sale for a new release 35 it's like oh shit i can see some guardians of the galaxy where the game is okay actually guardians was great maybe some marvel's avengers where it's like the game isn't that great but we really want to sell it so we're gonna make it really cheap guys if you want to play it i will i'm not gonna bet my house but i would take a very strong educated guess that this will be 25 dollars within the next six months yeah i i at that price point okay it's worth it but the seventy price point that I bought it at, nah. I, I can. I, I wish I, can, I passed. I bet it'll be twenty nine ninety nine permanently sometime in twenty twenty three. Just wait, because again, this game could be patched, things like that. Maybe the final product in six months will be better than it is now, and the price will be lower. It's a two for one. I would, if you have any interest, I I would recommend probably waiting this one out, as I'd imagine you feel the same. Yeah, go go play God of War. You'll get way better enjoyment out of it. PlayStation VR 2 finally got a price and release date. It's coming February 22nd, 2023. Pre-orders are available right now for this 
for the low, low price of only $550. Jesus fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's more, like, more expensive more than, the PS5. than the PS5. Holy so, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing a little digging, and apparently for this high tech of a VR unit, the price point isn't that bad comparative to others. So like in the market and for the hardcore yeah. VR player, this is not, this ain't bad. But for us cashies, when it comes to VR, the optics alone of selling your VR unit for $50 more than your console is blasphemy. Fucking terrible. Blasphemy. Yeah, it's terrible. And I get it. Inflation, things are going. 550 is redonkulous. You will not move as many units as you want with a price point that's higher than the console, which is finally being able to be purchased at a more regular rate. And I'd imagine we'll get the slim next year around March or April. I think that's still tracking, which will probably be more a little conducive to the PSVR 2. But I can see this not flopping, but at the same time, Besides Horizon, what PSVR 2 game that's been announced has you excited? Nothing. So Zero. the price is no, high. That doesn't even get me excited. So right, none. right. So like the price point's super high for, for the optics and the casual, and the launch lineup is legitimately lackluster. Mm. I don't see this having being a big hit for quite a while, if ever. Yeah, if ever. Yep, you got it. Next up, we have October's NPD. Let's go over the top 20 best-selling games in October uh, as purchased by you. Number 20, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 19, Near Automata because it got re-released on Switch. So that's good to see. Number 18, Nintendo Switch Sports, which, by the way, if you still play it for whatever reason, they did just release the free update that added golf to the game. So that's another reason to pick it up. 17, PGA Tour 2K23, number 16, Dragon Ball The Breakers, number 15, Grounded, which has been out for a while in beta, but Microsoft finally unveiled 1.1, the real version, 14, Star Ocean, The Divine Force, number 13, Minecraft, number 12, Splatoon 3, Uh, and that's again, Nintendo doesn't do digital, just physical, number 11, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It is the new GTA 5. Number 10, Elden Ring. Number 9, Bayonetta 3. Number 8, NBA 2K23. Number 7, Persona 5. <coughs> Excuse me, that's because it came out on Xbox and Switch. Number 6, Sparks of Hope. Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. Number 5, NHL 23. Good to see NHL getting some love. Number 4, Madden. Number 3, FIFA. Number 2, Gotham Knights. Wow. And number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, as expected. But only one Call of Duty. That's kind of shocked to see Gotham Knights hit number two. And it came out, what, 24th? So super late in the month. Yeah. So not a lot of new releases in October. Sparks of Hope was really its biggest competitor, and that's a a Switch exclusive. So I'm not uh, super, I guess NHL too. I'm not super surprised. But number two, strong start sales-wise. And I've heard similar. Like, the game's selling well, but nobody's fucking talking about it. Nada. No one. It's basically a forgotten relic of the past already. So that's why I tell you, just wait on it. It'll be cheaper soon. And the last story we have in gaming, Wave 3 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC hits December 7th. Yeah, they, they usually wait for a direct. So, like, they didn't this time. They just did a random Twitter, which actually they might have done for Wave 2. Actually, I think it was down the shore. When that happened, but regardless, if you're like, when the hell is the next DLC pack coming? 
the six new tracks or eight new tracks, I'm sorry, are coming December 7th. Take it over into TV space here. The Last of Us is coming to HBO. We got our finally we got our official release date. It was leaked ahead of time, but they did confirm it. It's coming soon, baby. A month and a half. January 15th, 2023. I'm glad it's January. Thank God. Which stinks for me is Sunday nine. I won't be watching it because I know me. I will be half asleep. I, I need to be fully awake for that show. So I probably will not be watching that show until Monday. So I will be avoiding social media. And I probably won't be able to watch that till Monday after work. Yeah, we now know it's it's nine episodes. We know will premiere, like you just said, in the nine o'clock slot on Sunday nights. That tells me HBO has a ton of faith in this project. I'm surprised we're still going. It's 1030 at night on a work night for both of us. Yeah. Wednesday's my busy day. It's going to be rough. Yep. So I got to go up at five. I got to be in. So it's we're going to go a little faster here. But great to see HBO has the faith that they do in this show. And I personally cannot wait. I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's probably my most, now that Pokemon and God of War are out, out, it's probably my most anticipated release right ahead of Resident Evil 4 Remake. So I cannot wait. And actually, and Yellow Jacket Season 2 is probably number one. But uh, cannot wait for The Last of Us. Uh, Really super quick, House of the Dragon is officially done. All 10 episodes are out. What's your overall thoughts on this show is we got to wait over a year for season two. Overall, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Overall, I thought it was good. Um, I don't think it was good as Game of Thrones season one, but it, it had its moments. Um, You know, I know a lot of people, you know, maybe they maybe complain. Maybe they liked it. I was one of the people that liked the age up of some of the characters in there it might have bothered some people because you're like who the hell are you bringing in totally new actresses and but for me it worked for, rather than the older characters than the younger um i the finale i thought was pretty good it definitely it's going to obviously set the stage for season 2 um it's i i, I missed the world of i i missed the world i it's you know yeah the last Game of Thrones seasons, it, it didn't land where I wanted to land. But again, they they HBO put the money in the show. The writing, the music, the way they set up the cliffhangers, the sequence and storm ends. I you know I'm excited to see what happens with Matt Smith's character. What happens with Emmy Darcy's character? It's I, I just don't know if we'll ever get the. I don't know if we'll ever get the the magic or or. Of, of the first Game of Thrones, but I mean, I, I think they had over 9 million people look at the finale. It looks like it's the fan base is still there. People are still hungry for more. So I, mean, I, I think the show will be around as long as as long as we're there watching. HBO is going to keep cranking them out. Uh, overall, I would say this show to me was the sum was greater than its individual parts. Like when I look at the whole season, I'm satisfied. I thought it was a good season. When I break down the episodes individually, there are some pretty weak ones overall that kind of drag it down and some really wasted storylines, such as Sir Kristen Cole, that really, like, what the frick with him? What a wasted character and what a wasted opportunity. This show will not be on the top, our top. I I could probably, I'm pretty confident that it will, will not be on either of our top three shows of the year. Uh, it is not right now in my top three. No. So that would, that would, and the other three ahead of it, the other ones ahead of it are all done. So there's 0% chance it'll make yeah. the top three. 
it's it's on the list, but it is not. I mean, again, it's I'm here. It's they got their first season. I'm here for the second season. In my head, it can only go up from here, and and what they're setting up. So yeah. to me, it's the sky's the limit. I like the subtle differences for the most part from the books. Uh, I like where it's going. The Civil War is definitely coming. We're in for a pretty good treat for season two. Much like you, that last scene at Storm's End in the finale, pretty great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think again, it's a the sum is greater than the parts. The season yeah. was very good. The if you break down some of the individual episodes, were questionable. I'm still wondering how Kristen Cole got away with literally murdering a man in the middle of a room and pushing the prince out of the yeah. way or hitting him. Two two different times where he probably should have died, but we'll yeah. digress. No repercussions. Got to walk out of there scot free and was only saved by the princess. So or the queen, I should say. So little weird there. I hate his character and if. Our top three worst of the year included just characters. He would probably make the list. That's how underwhelmed I was. But overall, happy with the season. The Vision is getting a Disney Plus series called Vision Quest. I I, I, don't, I barely even care. Yeah, see? That's exactly where I'm at. Like, I, why? But, I was, but you know where I stand for WandaVision. So I was, I'm barely in for this. I'm barely in for the Har- Harkness shit. Shit, I'm barely in for Ant-Man. Yo, you, but bro, you knew how much I loved WandaVision and I'm still barely in probably out on both of those things that you just said. These are not necessary. I said it before when Agnes, when, when Agnes got her own show announced, I said it, I said it on this podcast. It's going to take too long to make and all the hype will be gone because there's gonna be a million other MCU things out there. People will forget about it. The hype is gone. That's why Tiger King doesn't fucking matter anymore. Because they tried again with season two and all those spinoff shows and Joe and Carol and they all blow and no one cares because they, they took too long and the original hype is gone. Same thing with this vision quest is pointless and my hype is legitimately zero out of ten. <laughs> Anything else on that? No, I, I mean, dude, nail on the head. I mean, what more can I add? It's just like, ugh, I don't even care about the freaking white vision right now. To keep the bad train rolling, Liam Hemsworth is taking the role of Geralt for season four and beyond of The Witcher as Henry Cavill is no longer going to be reprising the role. I mean, it, it makes sense. Obviously, he's going to pick Superman over The Witcher. I mean, it's a shame because season two was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, we, Don't worry, we still get him for season three, so we'll get eight more episodes of Henry. And then I see there's a prequel miniseries that drops on Christmas Day called The Witcher Blood Origin, which is four episodes. And it's a prequel, which depicts the creation of the very first Witcher. So that's interesting. I get some Spartacus vibes on that. So that's very interesting. I'll, I'll definitely be watching that because I ain't gonna like The Witcher. The first season I thought was OK. Season two. Phenomenal. Shame. I mean, because I mean, there's there's I mean. The difference between Liam Hensworth and Henry is is huge. So I just I feel bad for the rest of the Witcher fans. I mean, depending where if season three is great, I will continue. But I mean, I will definitely have to lower expectations for season four. When we posted this story, we got a lot of responses and it was, oh, man. And then they saw it was Liam and they were like, oh, man, it almost was like a double dip. And that that's a shame. Liam uh, Hendricks. I don't know why I thought of the closer (laughs) for the Chicago White Sox. Liam Hendricks, but Liam Hend- uh, Liam Hemsworth isn't like a terrible actor. But when you have to replace 
those shoes. We have to fill those shoes. And you have to, three seasons into a show, be yeah. recast, not because of Henry Cavill passing away, not because of this, thing, just because he needs to go do Superman and other other things. Yep. We're just getting a new Geralt. To have to uh, accept that, you know, House of the Dragon, they grew up. So we got new actresses. And Everyone involved, reason. though, in this show, they're probably like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is a bad look for the show, and I wouldn't be shocked if it just kind of goes away. If season four is its final season. Yeah, maybe they bleed out a fifth, and just it just kind of ends and fades away, and everybody's, everybody's fine. Stargirl has also been canceled. It's done finito. They're not making a fourth season. Season three was the end, and it came out of nowhere, and this is WB on their warpath, and that kind of sucks because this was one of the few bright spots yeah uh, i still didn't see the third season there's two episodes left in the third season um i will i I can honestly say the first two seasons i i really enjoyed it i did not expect to like the show the cast as much as i did but i i will i will get around to it because i i there's only what 12 maybe 14 or 15 episodes if that so i'm I'm definitely going to give it a shot because it, it, it i love introducing of the the justice society and i'm I'm hoping that i doubt they're going to show fates as we just saw fate in black adam but if we see any more of the justice society members in season three i'd be happy yeah i i too enjoyed season one season two fine season three seemed to be picking up momentum so i'm waiting for it to be over and i'll i'll go back and watch it as like a in memorum now we know it's the end and that that sucks because it was one of the things that the cw and dc had gotten right and apparently nobody just nobody watched it and that sucks uh we do however have our wonder man yeah and that's i think it's the actor that played uh black mantis or black Mantis. yeah it is it's yaga abdul mantine the second interesting okay good for him he's playing two villains could do what what like or a villain and a hero yeah i was gonna say what is who is wonder man like what do you know about wonder man because for us cashies we know i know nothing i'm pretty sure he was i think okay that's right what he was introduced as a super villain and then i guess he becomes good and makes his way on the avengers i don't know too much about i thought he was introduced as bad so i was right there so then i guess he fights the avengers then he was and his energy, but when he was reborn in a superhero, I don't know, one of those weird origin stories. Wonder Man wasn't one of my go-tos for Marvel, but added to, I guess he'll be added to the, the second or third list of the Avengers. <laughs> I'm reading an article now, and they said, don't confuse him with Wonder Woman at DC. This is Wonder Man. Oh, stop. Please. Recurring Avenger with an array of powers like super strength, super speed. It, it, it's it's your normal energy. bullshit. Light immortality, teleportation, shape-shifting, healing factor. It's just like, okay, superhero, we'll, we'll give him everything. Ionic energy is kind of how they're yeah. going about that. Uh, he has an on-again, off-again romance with Wanda, so you can expect Elizabeth Olsen to be in that one as well, I'd imagine. And and Vision, too, because obviously their relationship. I mean, is. it just... So there's another, another tie-in to WandaVision. Okay, it's another Disney Plus series. Jesus yeah, God. three now. We got three tied into WandaVision in that storyline with, with Vision Quest, Great. and now Wonder Man, and the Agatha series. So Great! Expect Great. a lot more around. So uh, apparently, they're just strapping their rocket to... to uh, What's-her-face? To Elizabeth Olsen. Just saying, we're riding you to the moon as one of the few Avengers from the first... Avengers cast that is still around and wants to kind of do that thing now. So yeah, they're really holding on hope that we are still going to care. 
And it's um, sure she was good in Doctor Strange. I liked WandaVision, um, but like she was good and had to lose your guy in 10 days. But that's about it. <laughs> she was great in that movie uh, uh, with, I think, like Zach Braff or something where they're in college. Fantastic. Love that one. English literature or something. I forget what it was called. Great little indie film. That's where I discovered her, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I didn't know there was a third Olsen. Uh, but yeah, this is whatever to me. I, again, I'm so out on the MCU. And like basically all superhero stuff, it's just it feels so good. Uh, this is another bad story. My God, what are we doing here today? This one's more for me and the homies. Uh, HBO Max had announced earlier, I think it was even this year, that in 2023 we're getting a Degrassi reboot original on HBO Max, and reportedly that reboot series has been canceled as WB has been on the warpath, canceling anything and everything, and now we have another casualty. Casualty. In the Degrassi reboot. For me, that's a good and a bad thing. It kind of retains the sanctity of the new generation and the You the, have the classics, the my friend. And I have that Netflix reboot that was kind of just like I think it was like called like the new generation or the new class, which is like average at best, but I've only watched it once, so I don't have like every line memorized. I was looking forward to a new HBO Max style Degrassi, but they tried that with uh Generation, I believe it was called, but that got canceled. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think they're kind of strapping the rocket to euphoria and kind of making that show the staple of like the high school drama. And there's not really room in the, on the block for multiple. So, and I, you know, euphoria sucks. I, I am not in the euphoria cult. I think that show is fucking way overrated. I, I can't stand it. So I was looking forward to this, but again, I'm not going to get it Uh, in the movies. James Gunn and Peter Safran will run DC studios. They found their foggies. DC finally has a shot. Now (laughs) you've been waiting to say that sentence for 20. I mean, dude, it's been there. There's been no leadership. There's no one who has a game plan. It was just, they're just throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks and whatever sticks they're going to run into the ground. Like I, I, I still, I still stay the Joker. We still never need it. Now we're getting a fucking sequel musical. Yo, I think it's actually 40 days exactly since we last recorded. And I'm pretty sure this news dropped the day after we released our last episode. Oh, wow. That's so perfect. it's been, I think, 39 or 38 days since since this happened that we've been wanting to talk about it. Yeah, and, and Gunn's already, you know, post picture of Lobo. He's kind of basically saying Green Lantern's still coming. Like every, everything's being tweaked. I think just let, let the dust settle. Once the new year hits, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some announcements. Yeah, and again, they've been teasing it already. So nice to see that there's some uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? There's like not some light at the end of the tunnel, but there's, there's hope. A, we have hope there's, as Superman. There's a, there's a potential roadmap. Like there's, and, there's things that are coming. You know, And to, 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 to tag on James Gunn, I also did watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um. it's definitely i could see it being like a little uh, everyone's kind of christmas little go-to now it's that short it's only 40 minutes again i love where it's i'm not sitting here for two hours it's this short little thing um i i never realized uh drax and mantis little duo had some heart to heart kevin bacon was actually pretty funny tied some backstory to michael rooker's character and uh, Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, I thought that was awesome. Uh, a different uh, stage of Groot cycle. 
And I, I, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like this action adventure. It was just kind of just a little hard at the message of, of Christmas, having friends and family together and just, you know, them introducing Kevin Bacon, I thought was pretty funny. And I, I got to say, you know, uh, no one knows the Guardians like, um, like James Gunn does. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that he kind of got to do this. He's got to do one more with them. And then his, his reign is, is done with the Guardians and then with Marvel in general. Yeah, well, who knows? But WB and DC op- gave him an open checkbook, man. They just gave him a blank check and said, "Take, take us to the promised land." And he's going to be done with Marvel. It's just going to be that. That's what it is. And 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 what he did for Marvel, I mean, this has a ninety percent rating. I gave it a nine out of ten. I thought it was funny. Had some touching moments. And I, again, Drax, I I love Batiste as him. If you got forty minutes, make sure you check out Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special on Disney Plus. Name another director slash whatever who. Who takes the obscure character and makes them mainstream? Nobody does it like James Gunn. He did it with Guardians. They are now household names. He did it with Suicide Squad the right way. They are now household names. He did it with Peacemaker, now a household name. All fantastic in their own right. Some better than others. I'd say Peacemaker, probably even the best of the bunch right there with Guardians 1. So, like, wow, what a track record. Now yep. can you imagine the cool side small characters that are going to get some spotlight here and that all that potential from DC's backlog. We won't just get Batman and Superman. Just give us Lobo. We'll all be just, happy. We, we will get other things. And the best part, my friends, the best part is that Sony will not be a part of this because like Morbius and all those other bullshit Sony Marvel movies that all blow chunks. There isn't a Sony in the DC catalog to have to worry about. This is DC doing DC things. Warner brothers owns the ship and they need to steer it. And they got James Gunn to be the captain. And I don't think, and again, this Peter man, I don't know too much about, but like even James alone, great hands. I have faith. And it's exciting to see where DC is finally going to be mm. able to go. I really am excited for all of you DC fans out there and for myself as a casual looking to learn more about more obscure characters, as we'll say, which lends us right into the next story pretty well. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <clears throat> not, a, not an obscure character. He is a household name, but he brought the life Black Adam to the screen. You saw it. What'd you think? It feels like I saw it so long ago. Um, but yeah, I, I did see Black Adam, and I'm just going to be right out front. I freaking enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, a role where you know the Rocky. I feel like this was probably besides what was that movie he was in, Faster or something like that, Car Ride, where he had like no dialogue. This was had to be his second movie besides like the Scorpion King. He, he said like two words, but besides he barely says anything. And if he's saying anything, he's killing someone. Um. Pierce Brosnan was fantastic as Dr. Fate. He brought this elegant, this grace to Dr. Fate, which, you know, I, I feel like not your casual, you know, superhero people. You don't know who Dr. Fate is. So people got to see just a little glimpse of what Dr. Fate can do. Um, Yeah, you had Cyclone, Adam Smasher, uh, Hawkman. I thought Hawkman was pretty good. Um, Hawkman <laughs> Hawk was in the Friday Night Lights show as a quarterback. Aldous Hodge. Yeah, he was a quarterback who was affected by Hurricane Katrina, so he was going to play on the Dillon Panthers for a couple episodes. Just a little cameo there. I re- recognized his face in the trailer, and I said, well, I know that guy. And, Turns and out yeah, he was in Friday Night Lights. 
and the um he voiced um john stewart green lantern on um one of dc's animated movies that came out earlier this year green lantern beware my power which was actually pretty good another thing i actually saw i forgot about that that was pretty good hey but sam, over- hey, sam. Hmm. guess what guess what? what guess what what i saw black adam too did you really mm-hmm. i didn't want to tell you i've been sitting on it for weeks What'd you think? I, I, Frank, uh, what you, I think. I know you, where I no, think. No, 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 no. But the people don't. You finish, and then I'll tell you. Because I took just a couple notes. I didn't go crazy. But I mean, I, I, I just, when, when people always say, like, CGI, it's like, ha, like I, but when Marvel or someone else does CGI, it's it's a shit movie. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I just don't understand people's Rotten Tomatoes score. Like, this movie has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's utter bullshit. It's like, you gave a... Uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, all these like 80, 90%. This movie actually had some heart, actually had some comedy. Again, not all the comedy hit. I'll be honest with you. But I ain't going to lie. The Rock had probably one of the funniest lines in the movie when he dropped the guy. Tell them the black, the man in black. And he hit the floor. I cracked up in theaters. One of the funniest lines of the whole movie. Uh, Yeah, the villain, Sabak. I I know who he is, not the casual. That might hurt, hurt the movie if you didn't know who Sabak was. But overall, I thought it was good. The ca- I, there was more cameos than I was expecting to see. I was not expecting to see uh, the Fonz coming here. That Henry was an, Winkler. That was an awesome cameo <clears throat> to play the uh, the original Adam Smasher. Um, to have uh, Amanda Waller back in it. Of course, you had the the mid credit scene, which was the big thing. To anything to have Henry back, I mean, he could be it easily could be one of the best Superman. I hope we get them battle. Whether it's going to be Superman Shazam team up to take on Black Adam or I I just you, you gotta keep Black Adam kind of bad. I kinda like what they did. He 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 balanced that line of the good and bad guy, but man did he kill a lot of people in this movie. I think this was a huge win for for DC. Yeah, it didn't get the maybe the the Black Panther Wakanda numbers because I think the budget for this movie is 195 million and as of now they only made 380 million. I'm sure it'll still be profitable by the time it so it was a couple of weeks in theaters, then it released Blu-ray. So I'm sure it'll probably cl- close or cross 400 million. So I took five notes during the whole movie and I have a question. So I have okay. six things written down for this movie. <clears throat> so yeah, I saw it. I, ex- I assume you didn't expect that. Um, I did not. I did not. It's been like two or three weeks and I've just been like, I cannot wait to do the pod. Fuck the Scarlet and Violet thing. I want to talk about Black Adam with Sam because he's going to be psyched that I saw it. Um, But yeah, I saw it and I just feel like, I mean, it was good. I actually did enjoy it. Um, It, it was, it was like fine to good. It won't ever be one of my favorite movies. It won't ever be one of my favorite superhero movies. It won't ever make my list at the the end of the year. Yeah, It won't be the best and it won't be the worst, which to me, that's a win. Exactly. It will not be the worst. Like Morbius in contention. Terrible. Fucking terrible. So like this a little bit too much exposition. I feel like, like every single superhero from the JSA, it got so much verbal exposition just dumped on us in their intro scene i get it we don't know these people tell us everything no show us show us show us so i like that um it does kind of do nothing it doesn't really do anything special in terms of like plot i've seen the movie a lot where the dude clearly died but somehow miraculously escaped and oh by the way he's the bad guy seen that a hundred times cut and print see you later they did that which was a little disappointing as soon as that rock 
quote unquote fell on him, I knew for I knew everything that I needed to know about him coming back and being the bad guy. There's nothing surprising there. This is just a funny little gripe. It's 2022 and movies still cannot get skateboarding right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, holy I, I, fuck! I saw him put the board down as well. Bro, he skates as fast as cars drive. He switches his stance between regular and goofy so often to whatever the camera f- needed. And it's like, that's not how skateboarding works. This dude just 50 50s a handrail in his intro scene. And I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. Yeah. No, not in conduct. They don't have they don't have any pro skaters in conduct. I can assure you that he's just rolling over dirt. No problem. Going 20, switching stances, doing all the shit. The board, they still do the thing where the board is like one of the 1980s boards with the giant. What are we doing? Can we get just a fucking modern skateboard for once? This just is coming a bike. Just this, right, a bike. right. This is coming from one of those like super snotty skate rats. Yeah. And I, I take that seriously. But like he's skateboarding in the house when they're after him. Bro, that thing makes so much noise. Yeah. No, you're not being silent. I'm telling you, you're not. I've done it for a long time. But it, it was really bad. And, and so I hated the skateboarding stuff. I hated it so much. And the kid overall was so annoying yeah I, I definitely heard a lot of i think that was the most i've heard like besides cgi i heard it was like yeah the kid i just they couldn't get behind him as an actor the, the cgi didn't bother me really i, I, at I all. thought the cgi was great i was like man people need to learn like did you not did people not see she hulk yeah it, it didn't like, what bother the fuck me. are we talking about but she hulk's got like a nine out of ten i wake up people it, it wasn't distracting at all um like she hulk's is super distracting this wasn't but like I think a lot of it's because She-Hulk had some heart in the story. Apparently, I gave up. I, I don't know. They're, the heart? What do you mean heart in the story? Comedy? I, I don't know. It had I don't some, know what they did. They, they, it Marvel, was, normal it was Marvel. Right. That's it was Marvel. It was the normal formula. Throw it in. Wash it. Fucking throw it out the other end. Uh, I, I just I hated this kid. Every time he spoke, I was like, you are a bad actor. I don't like you as an actor. You're probably a great human being. You give your paycheck to charity. I appreciate you, but you suck. As an actor, I really wish he was uh, cast somewhere else or somebody else. Um, another superhero movie where the soundtrack DC actually has this problem. They did it with Ayers and, and a lot of other movies. <clears throat> this is another movie where the, the soundtrack tries way too hard to be cool and it just doesn't work outside of that fat dude singing baby come back in the car. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it tries too hard to bring modern songs in and then some classics at some times where it just doesn't need it. Give me an original score. I would have really just liked an original score. I don't need to hear smells like teen spirit. I'm not saying that some movie we just watched had that. And it was like, well, why oh, but the Batman had like smells like teen spirit, but like a new version. It's like, but, but why, but why just give us a cool Batman theme. That's all we want. That's what we need. So I think DC tries a little too hard with the music rights. Um, this soundtrack didn't work for me. And that's really it. Other than that, I just thought it was a pretty good movie. I, I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was fine. But my question to you, is there was one part I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It was particularly just nothing to me, but I thought you might have an opinion. So I wanted to ask you, and maybe you don't, but what did you think of Dr. Fate's voice when he had his suit on? They, they kind of echoed it a little bit. It kind of had some Bane to Perfect. it a little bit. Because, because is that good? The, the helmet of fate is Nabu, and it's, it's, it, it's different than who Kent Nelson is, who Pierce Brosnan portrayed. So to me, it had to be a little bit different in how they did it. I, th- I thought that was perfect. Good. Okay. So there's that. I trust your opinion on this. So yeah. I, I, it was like a little weird to yeah. me. And again, as a casual, I was like, okay, he sounds like he's in the shower. <clears throat> but okay. <clears throat> if you're telling me there was reason for it, then I'm in. 
on that. Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good movie, and I would recommend you see it if you haven't yet. Is there anything else on Black Adam before we move on? Before we move on, well, I, I will say, though, the jump in right to the next story, I like Black Adam more than I like Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think Black Panther got, I think the first Black Panther got a little bit overdue of the hype. I feel like this one's getting, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't seen as much discourse about this movie as i did with the first one it's it's almost like people aren't overwhelmingly talking about it at least in the twitter spaces that i'm in which is baffling because i thought that they would have i thought this was going to get the mcu back on track but i just haven't heard a ton of great things about this yeah i mean number one kudos to the entire obviously everyone involved to the fact that you made a sequel with with after the passing of chadwick like that you win like you you made a movie with the passing of chadwick um, but you knew everyone was going to see this movie. The first thing, the movie was too damn long. It's 161 minutes. It was too damn long, dude. It, it I'm telling you, it should have been under two hours. You don't see Black Panther until two hours and five to 10 minutes. Oh, that's, that's rough. I, I mean, right. I, I, sorry for that was spoiler warning, but it was like, that was brutal. They, they shoehorn in, um, what the hell is her name? Sherry or whatever? Uh, yeah, the, the the Iron Man. I can't even think of her freaking name. That's how long. Riri Williams. Okay. They shoehorned her. Because, again, she's getting her Disney Plus story. So they just shoehorned her story in here. You could have taken out her entire thing. Movie wouldn't have changed. The, Atlant- the Atlanteans, they look like they're coming from a- a- Avatar. Like, I, 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 I almost had, like, double take. There was only, I think, two and a half action sequences in this entire two and a half hour movie. And n- none of it really mattered until the end. That's it. I don't know. The, what about what's his face? The mutant. I, I, Namor, I thought he, I would say he, that was probably the best thing of it was Namor. To finally see Namor, to see his little, his little, his little booty wings, see his powers, even though that they kind of, I feel like they, they have to make Namor like weaker because he's like a God. He would destroy everybody. So they, they, I feel like they took his powers down. I do. I, I don't give a shit about Julian Marie Dreyfus's character. I don't about that Fontaine. I don't, I don't care. She, she does nothing for me, like nothing. Um, there was a cameo in it. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised to see it. I, I just, where they kind of went with it, the ending, I kind of didn't agree with. I, I just didn't see it happening. Like in in my head, I didn't see this this character would act this sort of way, but they did it, and then changes her mind ten minutes later. I was, uh, I don't know. I just to give it a what's it have eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's being freaking generous. I I maybe maybe like a six five seven just because you made this film, you know what I mean? Because he already like I said, Ryan Coogler had another film written for Chadwick, so then to rewrite a whole different one to. Yeah, there was a lot of tributes to him. That was great. It's like, but they tried to say like, Wakanda survived without a Black Panther. We never made it without a Black Panther. Well, the blip you didn't have him for five years. What's your, what's your, what are you talking about there? He wasn't there for five years. Like th- there was definitely some holes. Like there, you just got to kind of leave your brain at the door a little bit. And then at the end, there was like a mid credit scene. I ain't going to say what it was, but I you could see it coming a mile away. But it, it was a nice touch to the ending. 
There was a death or two in the movie. One probably didn't really need to, but they needed to give you something in the movie because other than that, nothing else happened. But again, like I tell you, I see all superhero movies, Marvel, DC, I supported it, whatever. But, you know, I, I just, this one already made $676 million and Black and Black Adam didn't even cross 380 yet. So it's like, I wish Black Adam got a little bit more love, but it is what it is. One of them is running on the coattails of a successful franchise. The other one's meddling and finding its way. But now has new leadership, which makes me oddly more excited for the future of it than Marvel. So there, there you go. The tides are slowly turning on this. And I think the slot, the side, wow. The tides are also turning on people's impressions of the super Mario brothers movie. We got the second trailer of that just hours ago and we both watched it. What'd you think? I I visually, it looks beautiful. This movie is going to make a billion dollars. Fantastic. I, I can't I, think of an animated movie that looks better than this in any form or function by any producer, production company. I just can't. I mean, like, so like, like the world, so like the world beauty, you know, Avatar jumps to mind just because. No, no, no. Of, animated, though. Oh, animated. Anything. Okay. Well, I mean, the motion capture suit, but it's kind of animated. But I see what you're saying. But it, it, it looks beautiful. Um, I can already say Jack Black is probably my favorite as Bowser. I can already say it. Um. Keegan Michael Key sounds awesome as Toad. You know me; I love Toad's always been my dude. Um, it was the best, easily the best trailer, and the best sounding for Chris Pratt was at the end. His Yahoo was actually pretty good. That was it. That was his best line. But people are bitching and complaining about the "Let's go, Let's go," but it, it look at the context. He was saying it under his breath because he was about to have a smash. Yeah, he was. Like, he was holding in a fart. <laughs> it was that like, that you know, didn't that I don't know that was it a didn't slight. bother me so much. His it, voice is still just fine. It's it, not. It was it was it was a it was a throwaway a throwaway line that I'm that, that I'm never going to give a shit about again with him. But I'm more concerned of okay, is this movie? Are we getting Super Smash Bros. and like a Mario Kart combined in a? Are we getting like a a big mashup film here? Or are we going to get a piece of everything? Like what are we getting here? Because I, I saw the blue sparks of the thing when he drifted, when he said his Yahoo. Well, they, they, were Donkey racing, Kong. they were racing on Rainbow Road. They yeah. had Smash Bros. in the beginning with him fighting yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah, they, they're bringing in all of Mar- They're probably going to have some sports stuff, you know, a joke about golfing or something like that, or tennis. So you'll see Waluigi playing tennis, and that's because that was his first game. Like, they'll do – there's so many deep-cut Easter eggs and stuff like that. Like, Peach, that other outfit she was wearing, that's her Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, – motorcycle outfit yeah so like, i saw a lot of people saying well oh, <laughs> now she's finally standing up for herself she's not the she's the, there was there was pauline in the background there was diddy there was a uh 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 oh my god kitty kong was in the background yeah, there was BK Jr. From that, Super yeah. mario kart there's so many deep cut like nintendo references that they're just going to throw them all at the wall but at the end of the day this movie is going to be a mario origin story we're going to get him a new donk i hope they call it new donk city but they're going to get him a new donk city they're going to have him be a plumber. You clearly saw that. I'll be fixing some pipes to get sucked into the thing. Dude, they did a training montage in this trailer <clears throat> with platforming levels with the potaboos and all the fun stuff where he has the platform that disappears on him. And like they did all the cool things that you possibly could. Luigi gets showcased. Looks great. Charlie Day sounds great. Anya Taylor Joy Peach sounds great. Looks great. Donkey Kong didn't speak, but we saw him. Looks great. I'm sure he'll sound like Seth Rogen, which will be a little off putting but totally fine. You're right. Jack Black's Bowser will probably steal the show 
for this movie. <clears throat> it's all lining up. Like, just I, feel like Chris, I feel like Chris Pratt's the weakest link in the whole, the I, whole would have to, I would have to agree, and I guarantee that that's the same sentiment pretty much anywhere. I yeah. bet you that most people would say. I mean, you'll have his diehards that will always support him. But. Yeah, right. And and But I bet you most uh, uh, sane people will say, yeah, he was probably, from a voice perspective, a perform- the weakest link. But at the same time, we've heard, I don't know, eight seconds total of dialogue. I mean, that's what just trailers do. We don't have the full context. I'll save that for April 7th. What's weird to me is this movie comes out April 7th in the United States. It comes out March 22nd in some other countries. There will be spoilers all over yeah. the place and probably early copies available to pirate. Yeah. And it's just like, I see April 7th, United States, then April 28th, Japan. Yeah. I have actually the, the full list. I won't go through every single country, but Belgium, I believe is getting the first release on March 22nd, March 23rd in Switzerland. So like ton of uh, European countries getting it in March, uh, March 30th seems to be the biggest release date for like Australia, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, all these countries getting it at least a week before us. So I have a feeling Twitter is going to be ripe with spoilers. So please be careful of that towards the end, middle to end of March um, with social media spoilers for this movie, all that stuff. This is something I'm looking forward to going to see day one. I have yet to see an animated movie look prettier. It's just that simple. Um and and it just it looks great. I love the character models and the subtle changes like this new Donkey Kong design is really great. I love your Johnny Bravo hair comparison. That's funny. But like I think it's great. I think Mario looks good. I think Luigi looks 10 out of 10. Peach looks great. Bowser obviously looks and sounds fantastic. Toad cannot wait to see Sebastian Maniscalco's form and Spike. I can't wait to hear Seth Rogen talk like there's so much we don't know yet. We're four months away. Let's rock and roll. This movie's going to get to a billion. I'm going to see it three times, I think, in the theaters, just mapping out my experience. I'm going to take Helena for her first ever movie. She watched the trailer with me. She loves it. She loved the first trailer. I'm going to see it myself by myself. going to watch. This is going to be the the new freaking Frozen. I hope. But, like, I'm going to watch it by myself day one. If you want to come, great. I'd love it. We don't hang out as much anymore. We don't go to the movies together. I'd love to see it with you. I'm going to go by myself if you don't and the biggest screen I can possibly buy tickets for. I'm going to take Helena and Ashley. We're going to do a three thing. Excited for that. And maybe even my nephews. That could be the third one. If my nephews want to go see it, I'll take them. I'll bite the bullet and see it three times. Uh, so like I just I have so much faith in this movie. I, I cannot wait. It is illumination. And like that is still a little scary. Uh, the Grinch sucked. The minions kind of suck. Sing kind of sucks. So like, eh, you know, but I still do have faith that this is going to blow me away, at least visually and plot wise. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. Anything you want to add uh, before we move on? Now you treated me for my birthday gift gear. Oh, there you go. I will. Happy birthday. Happy 34th. Fourth. Happy 34th birthday to you. Your IMAX tickets on me. I hope it's IMAX. If it's not, I'll be sad. A Gears of War movie, which has been long rumored, but finally here, and an adult-themed animated series are both in development for Netflix. Never played the games, but I would watch both things. Just just fucking make Dave Bautista in a day movie. It's all this dude wants. It's all I see. Cast them, and, and I'm, I'll be happy. 
I didn't watch either one of the, oh, by the way, yes, I'm super excited for both of those things. It's been literally a decade in the making for a Gears movie, much like the Bioshock movie. Of all the video game franchises, this is the one I'm most excited to see an adaptation for. So cannot wait for it. I didn't watch the Ant-Man trailer or the John Wick 4 trailer, so I'm going to leave both of those things to you. I just, I don't know. I, I Ant-Man, it, it, I don't know. I, I love I Paul Rudd. I, I love Paul it. Rudd. Aunt Evangeline Lilly, they're great. Love them. But what I saw in Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in Loki, I thought he was terrible. He did nothing for me. I will see this movie. Like I say, I see all movies, but my expectations is so low. So to me, this movie can only be great. It could only be great. I think Modoc's going to appear in this film. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just Bill Murray's supposed to be like the villain. I'm, weird. you know, I don't know. I, I'm just keeping it low. Whatever. But John Wick Four. Now you're speaking my language. This movie looks freaking awesome. I mean, it, we're getting Keanu Reeves versus Donnie Yen. Sold. I don't. I don't need nothing else. In. Besides Large Fishburne coming back, Ian McShane coming back, Hiroyuka Sonata coming back, Lance Reddick, Clancy Brown, like I'm all my favorite actors are in here. I'm I'm great. Can't wait. March 24th is right around the corner. It's already confirmed that Ian McShane and Keanu Reeves will, are going to reprise their roles in this spin-off uh, ballerina film that they're filming right now. So I think that comes out at the end of next year. So so maybe we'll get John Wick 4, and then a few months later, we'll get the spinoff. And then, assuming it does well and he survives, we'll get a John Wick 5. Uh, yeah, I I would agree. I, I, I probably would fade Ant-Man. I hated the second movie so much after loving the first one. And John Wick, I've been just intrigued for a while. The third one was my least favorite, but I did truly love one and really, really like two. So I'm... I think I'm feeling the exact same way you are. Uh, we we drank a beer. <laughs> uh, weird. But the early November, one of our favorite bands of all time, got a collab, did a collab with a... Uh, with a I don't have the beer in front of me. Uh, I know they had vinyl was a part of it, but I can't recall like the distributor of it. But they did a collab. The early November beer, a double IPA. We have it. We bought ourselves a 12 pack, spent a cool hundred bucks. <laughs> Departed Souls Brewing Company. Thank you. Thank you. To have it shipped to us because we didn't want to drive an hour and a half. And they are out of stock. Uh, good. And then we got in. We got in when we needed it. Um, I'm it is happy. a an IPA in India Pale Ale. Double is a double IPA. Though. It is. It, it, and, and I'm not an IPA guy. Me neither. Hate them. But what do you think overall of this beer? But overall, I think what got me is I do like pale ales because I, I like the lighter beer, and I think that's what saved me. It was a little bit too strong for Kelly, but for me, I was like, you know what? I had one, and I was like, oh, I'm actually feeling a little woozy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like 7.9%. Like, I'm feeling pain, but it doesn't hurt as much, you know? I'm on, like, the verge of feel no pain. You know, it, it, it may have been a little pricey. And a but, little you know, dicey. We, we we support our guys, and I know I'll, I'll wind up probably drinking four or five and then keep either just keep one or two for just keepsake. Yeah, so the one that I tried, I, I finished it, and then I cleaned out the empty and have that empty nice. can as a display. I will then have one full one forever just to have, and then the other four 
I will consume and I will probably keep those empties and eventually do nothing with them. But if like, I don't know, Ryan wants one or if you lose yours, like it's nice to just have some backups. Yeah, true. Just in case no, people, you're not wrong. people want them. So I'll keep that. But I hate IPAs and I didn't care for this one either. I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, it's my favorite band and they have a beer. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend I like it. I, I don't. But I will say this. It is a double IPA made for those who like IPAs. And I know that that's yep. a lot of people. So if you are an IPA fan, this will be right up your alley. It does not do anything special to take away from that territory. It is as advertised from that perspective. So if you like it, you'll love it. You'll want some more of it. Uh, but not not me. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, I just don't like IPAs. It has nothing to do with the flavor of this beer. It's just yeah. not my style. But I wanted to support the band, support the breweries, pick us up a six-pack again. Uh, 12, 12 cans for 100 and two dollars but again <laughs> that's fine because we Madness. had it shipped. we had it shipped and that's apparently why it's like stupid but anyway Madness. uh congratulations to the dudes it's been 20 years and they finally got that collab beer the early november beer i would say available now but you said it's sold out it's, apparently so it's the website just went on it's sold out we got ourselves a collectible item here ladies and germs uh sam bring us home p uh was it cgc spotlight CGC Spotlight this week is uh, the last book I got off the Shortbox app. It's the easiest, safest way to buy and sell graded comics. Download the app on your phone, Shortbox. It's free. You, you can look to see anything. You could favor books to see if prices go up and down. People will send you offers for cheaper. That's why it's always good to favor books. Make sure you check out Shortbox. But this week we have Moon Knight number 29. This is a 9.8. Doug Minoke and Steve Grant's story, Bill Skinkevich and Kevin Nolan art, and a Bill Skinkevich cover. I, I basically got this for the Bill cover. This is a all-black cover with the wolf with blood dripping down from his teeth. Such a hard book to get nine eights. I mean, when you, you know if you have a comic that's all-black cover, you already know it's tough. There are trying to read my run here there are 619 universal graded copies on the census only 79 copies are graded at a 98 191.96 129.4 75.92s 54.90 and bill skinkavich his run his art everyone knows he this guy's been around for a lot of years probably my favorite moon knight run is when bill's involved um, I know he he actually did. I think I shared on my my IG story. I think yesterday he did like a nice uh, uh, drawing of kind of like the Kevin Conroy's face with like the shadow of Batman in the back. I, th- I thought it was a real nice nice touching tribute, and I just it just makes me like the guy. He always just his art. It always just freaking smacks you right in the face. And it's just once I send you this pi- picture of this, you'll, you'll know exactly why I loved it. Moon Knight always love wolves and Bill. I had to have in a nine eight. That's your CGC Spotlight, Moon Knight, number 29. We went just under two hours last month. We went a little further than that tonight, right around that 250 mark-ish. Oh, Jesus. Shade under three hours tonight. Uh, But again, we had a ton to talk about. Next month, we don't really have the game impressions coming out. There really isn't any coming out that we're going to be jumping all over movies tv stuff like that's probably going to slow down a little bit from an impressions which is what took the majority of tonight's episode so what we'll probably do is the next time we record it'll probably be our we pod awards our yeah. seventh annual i want to say we pod awards where we go over our top three 
in each category top three favorite movie of the year game tv show album and our top three worst of the year as well if you know last year i did 21 top 21 shows i think it was top 14 games stuff like that i'm not going to go that crazy this year all i love you uh, i but uh i don't have it in me so i'd imagine next month will be those we pod awards we'll see but that's a pretty good educated guess thanks for hanging out with us this month sam any final thoughts from you before we uh unplug for another month i'm going to bed Yeah, it is late. It's almost midnight here on the East Coast. We both have work early in the morning. So everybody, enjoy our new outro music for this week only. It's a one-time deal, as I tell my child when I give her M&Ms in bed. It's a one-time deal. Uh, Enjoy, everybody. This is Mystique from our friend I Saw Movement. Degrassi, you have been deleted. He's a little mystique. That's what he'd have you believe.